This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big crocodiles and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on Yo, what up though? It's your man Jay Johnson, aka the Tim Foyle Hat Titan, aka the Conspiracy Realist, aka the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text him with your green bubbles, aka I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, cause all the hoes say J U Ice, Young Caesar, cause you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark cause they couldn't find another animal just like me, aka the West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, Don? It's your man Dame going wild, the West Side landlord, the pride of PA, high chief Dame don't fuck around, the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Let's go. Back to back episodes, nigga. Welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 232. What we going to number? What we going to um, uh, put the number on the last one? Uh, I haven't dropped it yet, but they dropping at the same time. Um, so this is going to be 232, and then that will be like 232B. Okay. <laughs> uh, we gave y'all some extra shit this week because we can. You feel me? And guess what? What? It's my birthday weekend, nigga. Cong- hey. Happy birthday, man. <laughs> it's my birthday weekend. Hey. Happy, hey. Birthday, Happy birthday, my brother. Thank you. Thank Happy you. birthday. Um, November 1st, right? Yeah, man. 39 years around the sun. <laughs> hey, man. That's a long time, man. So God, is, last, bu- yeah, God, is, God is good. God is good because I almost died two years in a row. So, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm happy to. Third time? Did... No. <laughs> <laughs> two for two. Uh, no, nah, man. It's, you had a lot of shit to, uh, to happen this year, man. Yeah, man. Crazy past two years. I'm glad to, you know, 39 years of living. No fucks given. I'm happy to see another one. So, we're going out next weekend. We definitely going to the breast bar, and we touching titties for a dollar. <laughs> okay. And there's a cigar bar that just opened up in my hood off of Wyoming. Okay. I want to go check it out. All right. I fucks with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how so, was your week, brother? Man, my week was crazy. I, I got some shit going on I really can't talk about because it's like an investigation. Uh I told you I had like a situation a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I just thought it had died down. Yeah. You that, be doing some dumb shit, dog. Like in real life, you be doing some I wild probably, shit. I probably should have handled it a little well, bit. Well, I would diff- say wild. Yeah. I probably should have handled it differently in hindsight. Cause like I was sitting there, I was at the crib chilling, doing my work thing, and I heard the dog barking. And normally he only bark like when strangers get up on the porch. So I yeah. look outside, I see Two motherfuckers in, you know, suits and trench coats and <laughs> <laughs> knocking at my door. So when I open up, you know, they 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 want to talk to me and ask me, you know, ask me pertinent shit about my life. So I yeah. got to deal with that because, I mean, it's I did some dumb shit, dog. I really did. I really did. And I'm trying this. I don't want to I don't want to appear in no more courtrooms as a defendant. Like that's I mean, at, I mean, at thirty nine, um, you know, I think I think my worst is behind me, but I don't want to, like, I don't want to go to court no more. 
So I'm just hoping this shit, you know, die down. I kind of told them niggas what they already knew, you know, just to. So you was talking to the police. Is that is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> we had a discussion. <laughs> we had a discussion. I told them what they already knew. No, what's my what's my saying, dog? Like, never talk to them police, ever. I would rather talk in my house than down at the down at the precinct because I got open warrants still, and they definitely bought that shit up. And I just didn't, you know, like I don't I don't want to deal with that today. I don't talk. So say to a the, prayer. Say I don't prayer. talk to the police under any, any circumstances. I gave my lawyer number. They can talk. They can talk to uh, to Eddie from this point on. But, uh, well, hopefully that works out for you. I pray it do, man. I I can't go back to I can't go back to court. <laughs> I can't go back to court. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> like I I was just like when I saw him on the porch, I was just contemplating letting the dog out. And just trying to break out the Another back. bad idea. You know what I'm saying? We just <laughs> got to just got finished talking about bad ideas. You know what I'm saying? And being mature at, you know, 39. But when I hey, hit 39, I'm going to start the... Nigga, that's tomorrow. <laughs> By the time they listen to that, that's <laughs> yeah, I'm tomorrow. I'm going to start the maturity tour. That's tomorrow. All right, man. Uh, I had a pretty cool week. You know what I'm You moving to that house yet? Uh, yeah. I, you know, I didn't move no stuff in there, but I've been over there working. You get your white refrigerator? I don't do white appliances. Um, Black Lives Matter and stainless steel <laughs> matters. Okay, <laughs> uh, I don't got nothing white in my house, um, people or otherwise. Okay, um, that's just how we keeping it. You um, figure out which woman you gonna move up in there with? Hey, you. man, some things on the podcast. You just, <laughs> I mean, nigga, you get a house. What time? You get it? a six, wife. Six minutes. You make some babies. That's it. Point, um, you get a get a house. You get a wife. You make some babies. Hey, man, we'll see what happens, dog. You know, we'll see what happens. You about to be almost forty, my nigga. It's time to make a. Ch- it's time to make a child. I mean, I'm not. The I got. O- I got five on you, and I'm contemplating number six. Hey man, we just got finished <laughs> talking about poor decisions. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you gotta. You you gotta. You gotta start in five right now. I do. And you trying to get one off the bench? I always. I always feel like I want one more little girl. I want one more daughter. Okay. Just with the right. It's got to just. I mean, be you had right. a couple tries. You know what this I'm saying? This has got to be right. This has got to be right. Is that will you keep going until you get that girl? No, 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 no. I mean, I got, I got two girls already and three boys. I mean, I ain't got shit to prove. But I'm just saying, like, you want an even number, three and three. Or I maybe? just, I, it's just something different from a love from your daughter. That's 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 all I can give it. Now you say you got three girls. I got three boys, two girls. Oh, yeah. I guess you want to get that extra coverage. Cause I know if something happened, the girls gonna take care of me. They are gonna take care of daddy. Right. With more girls, you is less worries about the boys. Got to be men. They gotta, you know, have their own families, live their own life. But them girls gonna take care of you. So this is an interesting thing. Like, so having girls, like, how do it? And it's not like a joke or no shit. Like, how do it feel like knowing that like boys want to fuck them? No, I'm oh. not going that route. Okay. <laughs> Uh, they not gonna have your last name. Somebody gonna marry them, and your legacy it ain't gonna be the Bradleys that go on. It be insert whoever the fuck they marry. Like your boys, they gonna have your last name, your legacy, the whole nine. I mean, your daughter's still gonna have your legacy, but like they got a different name. I worry. I mean, that's just the the nature of the game. Like I don't worry about that shit. You still gonna have the living room? Yeah, yeah. So I ain't, I ain't even, <laughs> yeah, I, I caught that too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't, even, I ain't even worried about that Because I was, at my last family reunion and shit, you know, it was a whole bunch of different people, family. I'm like, yo, these, y'all don't got the family name. Cause but y'all, nigga, they still your cousins. For sure, but they, like, you know. They still family. And listen, I'm only, uh, I'm only raising Johnsons. Um, my daughter's got to keep their same last name. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> so they, that's just how it is. They must gonna be living with you for the rest of their life. I don't. I'm not marrying nobody who hyphenate, but they gotta hyphenate if they marry my daughter. That's just you, a, you can't. You, you can't. <laughs> I'm gonna be a part of the discussion. That's the like. Listen, if they, if, if if dad paying for the wedding, it's gonna be a Johnson wedding. And one of them young niggas gonna gonna Brussels fuck your daddy in that wedding. Ooh. Well, we be going to we be planning a funeral. Because <laughs> uh, should you at, at this at this stage in the game, like, should you still ask a woman's father for like permission to marry? If you a respectable man, I'm so so. This is my theory, and I'm probably not like the most respectable. Did you ask your ex wife father? Um, no, Nick, I'm taking her off your fucking hands. You should be thanking me. I took her off your <laughs> payroll. I took her off your payroll. She was already living with me. Shit, Nick, I did you a favor. I did you a solid, and I gave you grandchildren. You're welcome. So you did not ask. <laughs> no, I didn't ask. But I figured like- Did you have a relationship? I love my father. Like, he's still, like, my guy to this day. Like, we've been divorced. So was that, like, a a, a, a a specific decision? Like, I'm not going to do it? Like, So look, man, I don't know if I ever told you about, like, how, how I, like, engaged to her. Okay. It was no, it wasn't didn't. It wasn't planned. Well then, that's different. Just, just, just hear me out. Just hear me out. It wasn't planned. Like we was laying on the bed. It was around her birthday. I bought her a ring for her birthday, and just in the conversation of giving her her birthday gift, I was like, "Man, we should." Pro-. Like I was feeling the moment. I was like, "Babe, we should probably get married <laughs> next year." We had a baby. We had a house. Like, you know, I wanted more kids. Everything was. Babe, we should probably just go ahead and do it next year. You she accidentally like, proposed, nigga. I mean, I figured I was gonna marry her anyway. Like, but I'm. You know, 21, 22. I didn't have like uh, the, the, you know, the the romanticism to go along with it. Now, look, now, when I get engaged the next time in my life, and it's, you know, no shot to her at all. Like, I just, you know, I was feeling it. I was feeling the the love. Now, the (laughs) next time I ask a woman to marry me, like, I'm going to get down on one knee. I'm going to try and plan some shit out and be like, you know, a big fuck shit production and all of that. But like, just then, it just, like that's wouldn't that's not what my mind was. I'm like, so you didn't make a first off, you didn't make a conscious effort to actually propose. So you clearly didn't ask for permission because, nigga, it was just your, our birthday. So yeah, and I mean, okay. her dad, he wasn't like we was all. I, mean, we, I guess it kind of depends on the dad. If I don't, if I respect your father, I have. a I mean, I, res- with I respect him, my father in law, but like at that point, we've been living together two years. Like literally, we have one baby and a house. Like y'all niggas already married. N- Nigga, it's not no secret I'm fucking your daughter. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, like we we a fa- we yeah, already yeah. a family, nigga. You yeah. a grandfather? Yeah, <sighs> yeah man. Um, like, yeah, that'd be like you should have seen when I put my leg. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, I can dig it. Uh, I don't know, man. I, did, I, I, I I've been extremely busy this week, though. Uh, you know, I've been working with D. Rick. Um, putting his uh, his project together, we're putting his project out. Yeah, man. Um, setting up different listening sessions, recording. Um, project solid. It's solid. It's it really sounds good. good. It's a really it good sounds project. good. Um, so I've been video. First single those. on the video look good too. The, the treatment on that is uh-huh. nice. Shout out to uh, L Matic View. I did another one of her podcast or her video um, productions and shit. I ain't had a I ain't had a single free minute um, in probably about a month. You know what I'm saying? She doing her own pod right now? Uh, well, you know, she got a video show called Straight Up No Chasing, which is okay, uh, right. interview show. She had D-Rick on there. And um, I did that inside of um, Silent Writing Studios. Okay. Uh, so uh, L doing it big. I be seeing her on McGraw-F. Yeah. She, she convincing. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. So uh, this is real, really busy, man. We got another one uh, on your birthday on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ackley, I actually want you to come through if you're free. Uh, I know you got some shit going on, but I would love for you to come through and check out this project. This uh, Sunday? Yep, yeah. this Sunday. Okay. Uh, in Oak Park, I'll shoot you the address. You there? Um, Same list. Yeah, man. So this is real, real busy and shit, man. Uh, but we we do got a, like a a room full of folks here, man. I'm gonna yeah, go ahead and um, they on that sh- promo run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good stop place to stop. We are gonna start on this side and have y'all go around the room and introduce yourselves. What up, though? I go by the name of Chaz, represent 3269 as always. What up, though? It's J Lean, Mr. Double Cups. I'm repping uh, BHBB. You feel me? I rock local. All right. What up, though? My name is P Dot. You know Dot Gang. You know what I'm saying that's all it is. You know. That's it. Let's get to it. B Scarb, aka Real Name No Gimmicks, coming back. Holla at my boys at the Shop Talk, ASR Consultant, Varsity Music Group, Four Corners, Underground Hip Hop Awards. You know what it is. Yeah, second time around. Yeah, man. It's always second good to have around, you. Second time around, friend man. of the show. Uh, low key, we was talking about this shit the other day. Like, Lando was in here a couple weeks ago and shit, and we was kicking it with him again. And um, I was like, man, you need to sit down with B. And, um, and have a conversation. That. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's just, a, I, I just think sometimes it's just a divide. And it's not like no beef. It's just, you know, Lando a different generation than from you and I. I got, I got. I was trying to explain to him how to vote and all that shit. I'm like, listen, you need to sit down with the source so you can get a better understanding of how we different did. shit. That's why I said that. It's funny you mentioned that. We sat down um, coming up on the fourth award show, 2018. Myself, Pete Lando, um, I work for Michigan State. That's my nine to five. We sat down in my office downtown and had like a powwow about him coming on board yeah. and being part of the brain trust because we respect what he do with the hip hop lab. I know a lot of people got mixed views in terms of his style of interviewing and the people he choose to cater to versus other artists that may not get the exposure. And um, in certain situations, you know, you got to have a, a good marketing budget to book them. Yeah. So. <clears throat> all of those things being considered, we sat down with him and best explained to him, you know, how we go about it. And I think Lando represents a community and a understanding where their perception is their reality. Yeah. And my partner, um, shout out to Uncle P, has developed a reputation of not wanting to support the street of hip hop in Detroit. Yeah. He's definitely old school. New generation backpack, you know, craftsmanship. Artistry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you said Silent Riot, that's right up Pete Alley. Shout out to Maestro. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's family too. So that's what Pete believe in. Where me, I'm different because I come from the other side. So I, I, I've always catered to the street artists. Um, not a diss to the hip hop artists. I love y'all. But I've always been about balance too. And I've always been about shining the light on people that's dope that maybe just didn't have an opportunity that other artists had. Maybe they didn't have a budget, maybe they didn't have a team. So it's like I always wanted to have a melting pot of A-list, so to speak, D-list, C-list, and all the cracks in between. And that's kind of what we kicked the Orlando about. His thing was, you know, he felt like it was uh, kind of like everybody getting the award type of thing. That was kind of like his response. And I'm like, it's not so much that everybody get a award, bro, but you know, it's some people that you miss. You know what I'm saying? Like for the ice, for every Icewear Vezo, for every Sada Baby, for every FMBDZ, it's a Chavis Chandler. Yeah. It's a Zaloopers. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's other artists out there that don't get the same coverage. It's so many different markets and different people who right, listen right. to shit all day. Right, right, right. That other fan base have no idea these people exist. Right, right, right So right, you right. assume that they not. So it's like, that's all we try to talk to him about. It's like, you know, we trying to have balance with our platform. And we understand why you don't necessarily have the same balance for your platform. Because it's business at the end of the day. If you interview Sada, you know you're going to get a million views. You know what I'm saying? So we get it. So rather than do five interviews with Sada, we would just push him to say, like, maybe do two and then come grab J-Bo. You know what I'm saying? To kind of keep that balance. And that's what we tried to do. But needless to say, he declined the offer. You know what I'm saying? And he, he's still doing what he do. You know, salute to Lando. But I do appreciate you reaching out because he is somebody I would like to develop a relationship with. I do have another acquaintance um, that knows him as well. That tried to bring us together, but it just ain't materialized. And yeah. I don't, I don't know if he does have a perception of me or not. You know what I'm saying? If he, he ain't does, come off that way. I, it, it, it wouldn't bother me, but yeah, I would, I would definitely like to, you know, bring that together. Like I said, I, I try to fuck with everybody, man. I don't, I don't be on that bullshit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I try to, try to work with everybody if they're willing to work. Man, I see you. You didn't uh, uh, assemble the Avengers together, man. <laughs> well, it ain't necessarily uh, the Avengers, but to to make a short story long, man. Um, I know you guys. Like I said, we family, and um, I've told you guys offline. You know, I appreciate y'all and all the support y'all have ever given me, um, especially in the last two to three years. Because, like yourself, Dame, I went through a very, very, very bitter divorce. I got three daughters, so it definitely took a toll on me. I definitely yeah. have no shame in admitting that I hit rock bottom. I lost my home, finances wasn't right, I almost lost my job. And it went all because of my ex-wife. It was just how life was just life, yeah. Yeah. at that time. And, you know, I took time out for music, and I just had to go and get my personal life right. But it was in that time y'all came and asked me to interview. And it was like, damn, I ain't got shit going on. Like, you know what I'm saying? When these guys want to interview me, and I just took that as love. So like I said, from from the bottom of my heart, man, whatever I got going, I'm going to always make sure I come through here and mess with y'all and give y'all the excuses. For sure. And, and just like any hustle, I mean, it's, a, it's hills and valleys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm sure. saying? You just got to roll with the punches because it don't, it don't never rain forever and the sunshine ain't out forever. So, facts, I mean, facts, facts, facts. You just got to roll with the punches. But uh, as far as the team, um, this is these are all partnerships, so – as you guys know, I'm big on that, and um, in the consulting work I've done and other artists that I've managed, I believe in partnerships. I don't believe in signing people to traditional management agreements or yeah. traditional production deals because I feel like it gets funky, especially when success happens. Yes. So to try to keep the business clean, it's like we just do everything down the middle, everything 50-50. Um, in the case of J-Bo, he's my blood relative, my little cousin. Okay. Um, he's been doing his thing. Um, underground for a minute and um, through other family acquaintances and members. He was brought to my attention. Um, he's part of a collective called No Name Gang. They got a couple records out that we did earlier in the year. Um, and then he himself has a couple projects that he's putting out. Um, and just a ball of energy, man. I just want to be able to give him everything I can to help him along his way. Um, so that's how we connected uh, with Chaz. That's my ace, man. I've uh, been working with Chaz the last five years. Um, started out as a promoter, artist relationship. So he performed in Underground Hip Hop Awards. You know, I've written editorials for him, uh, showcased them on my podcast and in my ciphers. And then from there, we just developed 
a respect and was always in conversation about doing something. Yeah. And then, like I said, when my personal situation happened, out of respect, you know what I'm saying, he stayed patient. You know, he ain't tripped. And when the opportunity came for us to link during the pandemic, you know, we did um, a collaboration record called Soul Food. And then him and Doc did a collaboration project called Coney Island. Both went over very well. And um, we revisited, you know, what we were supposed to do a couple years ago. So we just coming back to take care of some unfinished business. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And then as far as Doc, <coughs> this is wifey. So that's how that came together. Uh, we was working before, and um, she was a blessing to me, you know what I'm saying, in the last year. It's changed. So out of our personal development, you know, came business. And we here now, so that's pretty much how everything came together. Hey man, I always tell, especially like my younger homies, it's more impressive when you can look at your lady and say, "Look, I got a bag with her," as opposed to you know, I, I bought her something. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, it's, it's, a, it's 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 a little deeper than that. This, no, no, this, I, I, I this get my it. shooter, like literally, <laughs> like we, it, it, I'm just saying, like that's that's how solid we is. You know, if I bust, she bust. You know, if, if it's, it's time to put bread down, it's time Literally. to put bread down. Like, I'm just saying, more ways like, than one. We just had a situation, just like what you was talking it's about. So like, filthy. I just had a situation with uh, DPD this past so weekend. Filthy. You know what I'm saying? Where it got a little real. And my other homies, needless to say, disappeared for momentary, but she stood right there holding me down. That's what's up. So, what's up? Just like I said, when I say Bonnie and Clyde, that's real. Real is rare. Well, uh, Chaz, I got hooked to you when you was on the uh, the Connected Experience on the Twins podcast. So uh, I enjoyed that episode. I started to fuck with the music. And Appreciate then it. when I seen you um, with Dot and representing Cody, it's my, my alma mater. You know what I'm saying? Hey, it's my neighborhood. So I'm like, oh, I'm fucking right. with it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So you from Joy Road? No, I'm from oh. The Rock. Okay. Plymouth. Cousins. Joy Road, hey. the P-Rock. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> half my home, half, half the team was half Joy Road, other ones, you know, PYD back in the day, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know you don't know nothing about that over <laughs> at uh, like, huh? that's 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 over not my over North over that's, North, War, North, North Rosedale. That's not Y'all my like, neck of the woods. <laughs> that's not my neck of the woods. Uh, but that I start with you. Um, so you from uh, the Plymouth area? Yeah. You graduate? You went to Cody? I'm assuming. Yeah, I went to Cody. Graduated from Cody. Yeah. Um, actually, actually, I was born on the east side, Macashir, and moved to the west side when oh, I was eight. Oh, sorry to hear that. Old. Sorry, no. Nah, that's you. solid. That's, I'm that's, that's why with I'm you. so solid, baby. You I'm know what I'm saying? Got the east side. You know, east side born, west side raised. You Got know you. what I mean? So, you know, I get this the best of both worlds. So I just claim Detroit all the way around. Okay. That's love. No sides. Uh, Charles, what side of town you from? He's sorry. Oh, you know, everybody got their flaws. He's sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to hear that. <laughs> no, Forty two oh five. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, we be that's, fucking that's, around. That's, uh, that's red zone areas. Yeah, man. it is. <laughs> uh, we be uh, only blue nigga in zone two. <laughs> yeah, For real. That's what's up? Um, but like we be uh, we be it's like a running joke. You know what I'm saying? We we be uh, making fun or, or digging at East Side folks at, on the joking side. But like we love Detroit no matter what. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Through and yeah. through. Uh, it's just like a running joke with some of our East Side friends. So we it's, it's and they sad. listen. So every joke. time somebody I'm on, we kind of you know we kind of yeah. we got we got to hit them where it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> now Jaybo, you look like the the youngest out the clique. For sure, mm-hmm. the youngest. Yeah, uh, I'm 22. I'm from the West. I don't live. I lived on Louisville, Minock. Uh, Minock, the neighborhood. Got to Oak Park. That's where I spent about three years of my childhood. Then I got to Farmington and Northville. 
Novant Commerce. You've been all around. All over the West. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I stay on the East. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'd so, have yeah, been everywhere. Um, so what made, what made you center a project around Cody? Um, basically because that's where it began for me. Um, um, when I was 14 years old, we used to cipher in the lunchroom, in the main Cody lunchroom. Um, a couple of slum village was in there. You mm-hmm. know, they was older. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was real young, but I, I used to watch them, you know, beat on the lunchroom tables. Teachers didn't bother us. They'd be like, shoot, we don't care. We're going to stay in here tearing shit up, fighting yeah. and shit. Let them do their thing. So, you know, we had this one dude. He was so cold with the, you know, with a little pen, you know, you know do, 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 tearing it up. You know, we used to carry his backpack and we just used to stand up there. But I used to actually watch them. And it was just one day I was like, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to get in there. And then one day I just jumped in that thing. You know what I'm saying? And I just liked. I like the feel of it. You know what I'm saying? I became very, that's what lit my fire, you know, to be like, okay, let me go ahead. The reaction. Yeah, yeah, it was it was dope. And then after a while, it was just something that we did every day. You know what I'm saying? Every day it was like everybody was like, let's go to the lunchroom. We know they about to do it. Yeah. Let's go to the lunchroom. We know it's about to, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, it, that's, where I, that's why I call it Cody High. And the, and the reason why it's uh, class of 2020 is because basically this is like my fourth Independent. So if you know you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, uh, graduating, you know sense. what I'm saying, evolving, you know what I'm saying, as an artist. So that's why it's class of 2020. I've evolved. That's what's up. And I graduated class of 2000. I did too. That's, uh, <laughs> huh. So y'all was both too. with Cody at the same time, they know each other? I actually well. graduated a year earlier. I was I, I, I skipped the grade. You know okay. what I'm saying? Okay. I was supposed to get out of there in 01, but I skipped the grade. You know what I mean? And that's another flip on the conceptual level. With the 2020s, the 20th anniversary of 2000. Yeah. So it's all, all of those little sub layers. And our, our 20 year anniversary got canceled this year. It did. It did. But hurt. you know what? We was always having a a, a, a picnic, an all year reunion every single year. Yeah. All the way from the 80s, all the way up to whatever that year it's was. Like the so last it was like the last one Saturday we did probably was, it's always the last Saturday of July. Yeah. 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 Yep. And usually that my birthday is around that time. So I celebrated there. You know what I mean? But it's always. Good vibes. You run into your old friends. You run into people who was in sidewalk high. Yep. The ones who never sure. went in, <laughs> but they coming. You know what I'm saying? So you you get to see a lot of people that you haven't seen in a long time. It's always dope. The reunion is always love. Always. Yeah. Always love. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of figured we was around the same um, around the same era when I was listening to the project. Because um, like it's a couple songs on there that got samples of shit that like, if you like this shit, you got to be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? From where we from? Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, the um, the Brandy sample. Uh, I want to be down. Mm-hmm. Um, the Adina Howard, Howard uh, sample. Like me. Yeah. Um, it was a few of them on there. I'm like, yo, oh, the the genuine from Differences. Okay. I'm like, yo, this like I, I'm fucking with it. You know what I'm saying? They Thank got like you. a that's a certain era of music that's like near and you know, the music that you kind of grow up with, especially like in high school when you mm-hmm. getting into your own. This is what I like. This my sound. This right. my shit. Like that always stays kind of like near and dear to, to go to sleep to. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> now I'm biased in this in this in this in this thought process but i think like the 90s was like the best era in everything i believe so like when you think about 90s music from music fashion to shoes. sports fashion, to to movies so like anything that you can think stuff, of like yeah. the 90s is like it rivals mm. a lot of different eras that in my lifetime and arguably some of the ones before and i can't really tell you about the 70s because i wasn't there but like the <laughs> 90s when you think about like the greatest 
basketball players of all time, boxers of all time, mm-hmm. uh, uh, music, and like from ninety to. And I appreciate to, you saying that too, because being thirty four myself, um, people I feel like in my bracket want to claim the eighties. Yeah, like, we were born in the eighties. Yeah. We really can't claim that, you know what I'm saying? But you know, people be capping. Yeah, you know, I was, I was bro, we was like eight, seven, Damn, six. I got a, I got a theory when it comes to the basketball though. Okay. Let's hear it. You know, let's hear it all. Let's hear it. I got a little theory, like I think I think for the most part, like the basketball back in the eighties and nineties was more rougher and physical because mm-hmm. the players was more uglier. <laughs> Shut up, fool. Real talk. And the shorts were shorter. Pretty, you named me some pretty ass basketball players back Dominique then. Dominique Wilkins. I can't name Hell, pretty no. basketball pretty, black and rough. <laughs> Sexual was, chocolate. It was nigga. pretty, no. You had the curly Darryl hair. Daryl Dawkins and all, man, all them niggas you didn't know? get no haircuts before But the they game. was, yeah. It was some You know what I'm saying? Ones, they used to be like, like all them niggas were crying. Pretty boys. It was a couple pretty boys. None. None. Jason Kidd. Hold on, just, just some random Charles shit. Charles Oakley, all Dom- them niggas. Is like, Dominique Ball right now? He ain't got, no, Nick ain't got no hair, do it. Um, yeah, he do. I just he wanna, still got the curly? Yeah. I, you know, because I got another theory. It don't have shit to do with basketball. Niggas that wear S curls and Duke kicks back in the day. It, it burnt the niggas down to the roots. <laughs> it burnt us down to the you roots. You right, though. Yeah, the majority right. of them don't have nothing. But that's why it burned at first. <laughs> That's what, yeah. that's, why that's, why that's what it was doing. That's why I burned that first. That's what it was doing. So I got a question for y'all. I know y'all are super, super, super hip hop nerds like myself. So when y'all was listening to Cody, like what stood out, whether it was the records you already named, yeah. the sound quality, the sequencing, mixing, like what's you know, I'm I I'll be honest, I'm I'm like how you say like the like P, like I'm a I'm I embrace the street shit, but like I'm a, I, I love lyrics. I love lyrics and beats. I can appreciate bars and quality production. And then like like you say, mixing, mastering, like that's that's a whole nother art too. Then I think kind of gets like yeah. like glazed over because mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. you, I can be in my truck and I can put on certain shit and I know it's gonna it's nah. gonna do what it's supposed to do. Then mm-hmm. I I might throw on something else. It's like ah. That sound a little light in the ass, but like, <laughs> but I mean, it's that's but, why I'm asking. I want to know if we passed the test. No, no, or. it sound good, but but mixing and mastering is is a lost art, and it's something that people don't put a lot of a lot of time, attention, and even money into right. to make sure that your your project sounds quality yeah, up against other shit. Yeah. Like having a art. having a good engineer is so important because like I can make a record sound good. Like you may not like the record, so to speak, but some of that shit sounds good. Absolutely, how it sequence, how it sounds, like it literally sounds professional. Mm-hmm. Now, whether you like the song or the not, clarity, yeah. that's one thing. That's how um, the mumble rappers be getting on. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Absolutely. It, it's, it's good quality, a, a tech, quality sound. Yeah. Um, so because it's a lot of tricks to recording that if you don't have a good engineer or you don't right. just even know yourself, mm-hmm. like it's, it's going to come out in that final project. In yeah. that final project. And sometimes yeah. a lot of um, engineers be be saving niggas because like you may not actually be on beat, but I'm going to slide your shit over. They do. To make, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to slide it over. Mm-hmm. Or if you're really creative, like I, I when I'm listening to like Kendrick or certain different people, 
Like I can tell how it's layered. Like, fam, you can't actually say this word like these two words. Like, so somebody had to stop and like this. It's impossible yeah, for you to say this word and types. this word. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, they can really save you. They're the most important. The engineers, one hundred percent for real. Um, the most important. You could write. You could write the coldest bars, but. You you don't have that behind you like, oh, like Maestro the... and the SAR. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We done worked with some nice engineers, code. You know, and they even put their foot and you know in there, and it's I mean, like DDT, wow. IV, DDT, they, they some IV, of the best in, engineers you know, in the yep. city. Yeah, and, and I had the best. I had to, I, thank God I was able to work with all of them. And then the when the when the drop the beat out to have on a bar like you just I just rap this shit, and then the engineer they go and they they do their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I tell you what I what I listening to the project what it put me in mind of or who not who but like i like aggression and you're very aggressive when you rap mm-hmm. and the only other female that i can think of who raps that aggressive one of my favorite is mia x you know well, what i'm saying I get that a lot. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. yo i don't care if i'm on the track with a whole bunch of dudes like i'm really gonna go at it i'm mm-hmm. really gonna be very aggressive you know what i'm saying even um the yo. Know, I can tell you was in there screaming on the microphone. You know what I'm saying? It don't sound like you screaming, <laughs> but I can tell the the energy that was coming off. Like of honestly, I used to. I was in there a couple times on the calm down. He'd be like, "Hey, stop! Hey, I need you to push. Uh, feel it. <laughs> uh, so it's like a lot of times yeah. I was I was like pushed to like you know go go a little harder than out, out of my comfort zone. You know? Yeah. And it actually worked, and I'm glad it did. And another <laughs> thing I can appreciate about the the projects, and I I never like to like label things like local i mean just it's just homegrown but a, a, one thing that i really appreciate is quality visuals to go along with you know the the songs and the projects itself because i see a lot of dudes you know they put out their music and then you get a visual for it and it lead it leaves something to be desired you know mm, what i'm saying there's, there's no there's no storyboard behind it it's just we gonna be in the hood. Right, we got a couple of drinks. Bando, yeah, we got a couple thing. of drinks and some dollars, and we just gonna yeah. we just gonna be outside. Like yeah. I watched the Coney Island video a few days ago. I mean, that's that's it's the theme. You know what I'm saying? It makes right. the visuals make sense, and that's you know I can appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that too. Thank you for the feedback. Yeah, because yeah, we sure. definitely be tr- you know trying and think outside of the box and try. It, uh, not, you know, do what everybody else is doing. You know what I'm saying? And I always, when we were working on a project and we was like, we're going to shoot the videos, um, I was like, I don't want to do what everybody else is doing. You know, I want to have an actual storyline. I want to have some actual, you know... I, I want to. I want to really put out a visual, yeah. so it, you know people and, can enjoy and listen at the same time. You and know? to get the most out of your project, like you got to put you got to put dollars behind it to support Definitely. it Ooh. and keep it and keep yeah. it moving. If you got singles, you got to put out quality visuals that go along with the singles to get the most out of that project. Because it, you mm-hmm. see a, a lot of people going to the studio. All right, I'm gonna record a mixtape. There's 14 songs. Right. All right, well that's 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 cool. You know what I'm saying? But what's right. gonna keep them songs alive after you know that initial buzz died down? Cause right. I mean, with how music comes out so quickly, yes. so frequently, mm-hmm. like shit get lost in the sauce really if you don't if you don't have some backing behind it. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. easy for you to get forgotten when cause it's you know, damn the people that you know around the city that drop their projects. You know, they got their fan base, they got people that's gonna support them. You know, if they put out a CD full of fart noises, niggas is going to buy it. They're going to buy it. But if you are artist B and I want to, like, I'm I'm cold with it. I got 
I got bars and shit. Well, nigga, what you got besides, you know, these 14 mixtape tracks? Yeah, I mean, you got to say consistent in yeah. their face. Like, yeah. it's hard to stay in their face yeah. a lot of the times with, like you said, with so much dropping and so many artists, you know, pushing and doing the same thing. And with the pandemic, you yeah. can't really get out there and, and do shows like and in, the, in exactly, the traditional sense anymore. Yeah, because mm-hmm. definitely um, energy, being an energy junkie. I do like to connect and touch and talk to and get feedback doing those live performances, you know. So that's something that's definitely missing. I'm glad the world is opening back up for us a little bit. and um, But, yeah, that's definitely what we're missing. So that's why we were able to record and do those projects and drop those projects because – with the with the help of DDT, Ivy, Asar, Maestro opening their doors to us, you know what I'm saying? We were able to still work and able to still put our content and push, you know what I'm saying? While everybody else was waiting, we was working. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I'm that was definitely a blessing for sure. So uh so Chaz and J Bo, how y'all been um working uh music wise through uh through quarantine? Um, really through quarantine I haven't. Okay. You know, like Getting like connecting with them, that was really me like getting back to it. You know, for the most part, I was being just a, a regular everyday citizen, staying my ass in the house. Huh? That's a good too. Shit, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's we all shit. were, and then we just got because <laughs> I I ain't gonna lie. Like one thing the pandemic did for me, like when everything shut down, it just took away meaning for everything. Okay, like you know, like you could work so hard to have these dreams of doing this and that Mm -hmm. and here this is can easily just make that be so non-irrelevant like like dog it's motherfuckers who been working to get to playing for this college to get to the NBA and you know working the you know what I'm saying like just whatever sports anything they've been working at it and like this year everything got cut where you know, I I've seen stories where people lost their scholarships. I was yeah. thinking about that. too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like they didn't even honor nothing to go behind that. What if it's a guy on the? He was like on the cusp. Like he needed a couple more games to prove yeah, he had it. Like and it's like it just everything. You know what I'm saying. Down. So I just like it for me. It was just like just to sit back and just breathe. It's crazy. You know what you I'm saying? That. Just enjoy life. Everything. And then dealing with all the losses. Yeah. You know, it you know, mm-hmm. so I, I I ain't gonna I ain't gonna lie. It was like I got enough I had enough material out to still just promote. Like every now and then I would repost a video, you know what I'm saying, or something that I just currently had put out. Like before it happened, luckily I had just put out like social media and then I dropped rainy days during it. Mm-hmm. So just with that alone, I was just able to still, still had keep, enough to feed the streets. Yeah, still keep yeah. some mm-hmm. content out and then of course you know, Chop Suey is available. So I was just like, you know, reposting that for the most part just to stay active as far as content. But I didn't really, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't really that active like that Man, at first. Which is important until just I to get you. I mean, it's important during the quarantine. Everybody had a, a bunch of different things. You see posts like, yo, if you ain't wrote a million songs and you slipping, right. like, yo, sometimes we got to just get a hold yeah, of life. I ain't feel none of that. I didn't yeah. feel none of that. And everybody processed different. You had to take that time, yeah. though. Because you know? I was looking at it like, this ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like it's going to be and then say, all right, the world is COVID free now. Right. Like, Mm-mm. this is definitely going to be a part of life and you're going to definitely be taking a chance every time. So it's like, you know, let's, let's, let's really, like, what really matters right yeah. now? Right. You know, and one thing that I say kept me going 
and that I came to was family. Mm. For sure. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So that's why like, value. Yeah. Made you value your family. Like a lot of Absolutely. like a lot of, like people that see me post. Feel. Like every day I was posting like family over everything. Yeah. And I would just like just put up old pictures of just me. You know? Like that's what I just started taking. Cause at, at that particular time, you know, everybody was trying to do one thing to help out the next. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I would have my moments where, you know, I wasn't really too much on the downside. So it was like, like I had this um I had this thing where every third Saturday I would go to this nursing home and I would just fellowship with the uh, residents there for like an hour. Me and my mother would sing, pray, do all that with them, right? So, right. of course, when the COVID went, hey, we couldn't go yeah, there. Yeah, they weren't letting people in. So, just to show like, you know what I'm saying? I ain't forgot about y'all. I just would show up with just like lunch for the staff. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Cool. So. You know, I was oh, I, I definitely, definitely was trying to do my little part to yeah. just be a motivation to the next. But other than that, man, didn't nothing really matter that at that particular time. I respect that. My low key, my first job ever was uh at Cambridge Towers on Seven Mile Evergreen at the nursing home. Uh, you know, in Detroit, we had these police cadet shit. You had them yellow shirts. Yeah. Get on the bus for free yeah. and shit. Yeah. Um, and I was stationed there, and we would just put the bingo on for the old folks and sit there and talk. I think I'm what. 15 or some shit like that ninth grade but sitting there talking with like old people which i don't only old people i know is people in my family right. but like having conversations and i'm like yo this is a real like these people yeah. they giving you game yeah. and shit because yeah. like I love talking to older. it's somebody grandparents yeah. i love talking to the older ones because yeah. they school you they definitely school you like, i mean hey. to me that's what definitely keep you yeah. humble because you know i'm the type of person that think about when i'm gonna get old yeah you know and, and mm-hmm. it, it it hurts and it sucks to say it but you know, the it's body just don't remain the same. Yeah. You trying yeah. to make it to the living room. Right. Like you, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I don't want to say we about to go get ice cream and it don't be, the, <laughs> be a trick. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> Take you to Cambridge Towers right. and shit. <laughs> you like it here? You like it here? You know They're nice. Good. Like, this is what you're saying. Time to live my life. Yeah. yeah. Real time. So, man, like. I it, it be humble. It be humbling for me to be around them because it's just like, you know, when I get that age, man, I want to have some help, and I I definitely don't want to just be put in that corner and left to rot. Yeah. yeah, some people don't. They don't get them visits and stuff. Some people get put in there. Family don't never come check on them. I've worked nope. in that field before, and I have been like watching, like, dang, they don't. Um, nobody never come see them. You know, that's tough. It, it's just like, oh wow. When I grow, when I get older, I just. Hope and pray, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that somebody love me enough to just be like, you know what, you're not that going you in daughters. there. Yeah. You're not going in there. We're gonna keep you at home. You're gonna get that home care. I don't you know? I don't know if it's just me, <laughs> but like that's how I always view like family. Like if we got like we got the room, we'll figure yeah, whatever. Yeah. We'll figure it out. it out. Yeah, but yeah. I ain't put I like when my mother got sick, like it was never no conversation. We right. gonna put mom. No, no she doubt. she gonna die in the house. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's just people, it. People, people to me, it seemed like they 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 get worse when you put them in there. It's like it, it worsens them. You know what I'm saying? Like they it's, it it takes it kills their spirit yeah. a little bit more faster. You know what I'm saying? Be like, wow, I'm in here. You know, it's like in their mind, they like don't nobody care about me or y'all too busy for me. Like my grandfather, he passed away when he was 98 years old in his house in his bed. You know. He got dementia and all that stuff, but we we rotated. We worked it out. You know what I'm saying? Whatever granddad need, we, okay, Pam, today your day. Chrissy, Nate, today your day. You know what I'm saying? And we worked it out. You go get the stamps. You go pay the bills. You go get the groceries. 
We just had to do what he, we had to do. Even in his last days, if you water something and give it life, you pour into it, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. it's gonna give it that better quality even in his last days. Like yep. that's that's yep. gotta be the worst shit in the world. I got 30 grand kids, 25 great grands, and can't can't nobody, can't nobody come take care of granddad. Right, and you got seven, eight kids, like seven, eight kids, multiple grandkids, and great grands. Why is nobody taking care of granddad? It's, it's just all a part of the upbringing. You know what I'm saying? Like it'd be amazing me how, like real talk, I ride through the suburbs, and you'll see like a 64 year old white woman cutting her own grass. Her own right, shit. you know what I'm saying? Gardening, shoveling <laughs> the snow. <laughs> Oh, you know, some of them be kind of they be wanting to like, do that though. Yeah, they yeah, like yeah, I can do that. They don't want you. But that's what I'm saying though. They be independent as hell because that's the upbringing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They had that upbringing where they father did teach them the manly things or whatever. Right. They when they had kids, they didn't train their kids to prepare to take care of them. Them. Right. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They always mm-hmm. still just want. So it's like it's crazy how the how the upbringings is yeah. in, in the different it households it when come to when it come to races. You and know? you be, mm-hmm. be surprised, like once you get a little bit older and you get like you got a lawn and how fucking peace and relaxing it is to do your fucking yeah. flowers and all and that garden shit. and all yeah, that. Yeah, I'm okay, watering. Man, I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't like cutting my grass. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> what you do? Order, <laughs> order. You get the landscaper to come Hell hook yeah. it up. It's Hell a point yeah. of pride, though. <laughs> you, you probably, probably got <laughs> bad flashbacks and experiences. I got, I got two teenage sons. Oh, yeah. Y'all get out there and you got to laugh. I don't want to see it. They better? I didn't put that work in that night for nothing. That's when you that's when you you teach like so that's when you tell them how to how to cut the grass and get them niggas. Yeah, yeah, that's on point. that's that's off. As you get older, I need to take shit off of my plate. You know, yeah. my seventeen yeah. year old, he in high school, he twelfth grade. I know he leaving for college next year. Mm-hmm. Well, your brother thirteen, so now my nigga, you got four more years of this. Hey, I, have at it. I salute to all homeowners and people who big in real estate, but my experience. <laughs> you got to do everything with your homeowner. Oh yeah, Straight. absolutely, oh, man. I just so I that's opposed to living in a complex where they cutting the grass and I hedging and shoveling. Pay my association fees with a smile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cutting no grass. I'm not trimming no hedges. But if you got sons like he said, shoot, y'all know. get out there. You I just, the, I just you peek through the, the blinds. You get in there washing dishes. I peek through the blinds every now and again when I hear the when I hear the lawnmower stop because I just need to make sure you ain't. I was blown the leaves falling around. Yeah. What's going on outside? outside. <laughs> it's not fashionable when your snowblower go go out and it's zero below. Yeah. You just got twelve inches. What snowblower? Shoot, we was growing up. It was shovels. I'm you had to saying, get out I'm there and saying, shovel or, or, the, or the shovel crack. Shovel with the soil clothes. Man, that junk down on your own. My man. mama used to make me do so much shit. She almost <laughs> slipped and told me that I got to pay the bill. <laughs> <laughs> she <laughs> almost. <laughs> You're like, damn, I am the adult, damn. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was everything. I was, yeah. other than that, I was My basically was the maid of, of the house. Get in there. I'm, yep, I'm going to bed. You handle that. You handle when that. When I get out of there, when I get up, it better be done. Wash some clothes, I wash some dishes. Today. <laughs> um, so, J Bo, man, one, first, that's a, that's a, um, that's a big name. Uh, J-Bo. I, I have been doing my research on it. Okay. We had J-Bo in yeah. here. Yeah. Actually. Really? And, um, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I didn't think about this shit, but like, I, did, I didn't know. He came with 50 people. Yeah. Like in no, no, here. Literally yeah. 50 people. Like, Everybody oh, just standing yeah. up. Yeah. Like, like, in, 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 in this little room. Yeah, like that room up in it, was a, it was a <laughs> lot of people. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Shout out 263. Mm, mm. And um, yeah. 
So, uh, but that's a that's a that's a that's a big name. You had to yeah. put that lean at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, how would you describe uh, your style? Um, so I take. So I grew up. Uh, I was raised by like Jay Z. Like, so I, I I grew up on Jay Z, but it took me, it took me about seventeen years to like Jay Z, and I really like give my dad that credit. Like, yeah, he the best in the game. But like, what really got me into music was um that era of uh, of you got Drake, uh, Future, um, Cole, Kendrick, and that was that was about the time where I really just started listening to music. And I okay. was feeling that shit. So it was like I was relating to shit, and then I like like you said, I I, I fuck with lyrics real heavy, and just being able to um, just being able to relate to your fans. So I took it upon myself about uh, about when I turned eighteen, a lot of shit went downhill, and music was the only thing that was there. I was already going to the booth before that just to listen to my own shit, but play it in the car. But um, yeah, so I took it serious about eight, uh, when I turned eighteen. And, uh, so as far as my sound, I say I take my cadence. It, it started at like a Drake basis, and my substance and my and my and, and, and just my message delivery will be like it's like a mixture of like future and and like like. But as far as substance, I I say I I, I I'm influenced by Cole. Okay. Like every song I want, I mean every song I make, I want to make sure like you are gonna get something from this shit. It'd be like damn. I could benefit my life from it, or or it just it influenced you to do better type. Yeah, shit. music with a message. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I can Substance. fuck with it. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to um, I didn't get a chance to go through your music yet, but now I'm I'm, I'm very interested. <laughs> so yeah, I want so. I want to hear. So <laughs> okay, that's what's yeah, up. In a nutshell, I say it's just some wavy ass music. Yeah. Okay, so you yeah. vibe to it. I can fuck with it. Uh, how was you doing doing a quarantine? How was you uh, man? That's was you crazy. writing or? Like I was trying, I was trying. Like nothing changed for me when quarantine happened. I was still working. Um, I was living with my parents at the time, and the only thing that changed was putting that fucking mask on, throwing some gloves on, having a hand sanitizer in your uh, pocket. But I was trying to write between then and uh, I mean not then, but I was trying to write between December and up until quarantine. But it was like, damn, I'm writing the same shit, or it, it just wasn't impressing me. So that's when B came and um. He kind of rounded us up for no name game and and we did we we pushed out two tracks and when I got with them uh it was just like I expanded my bag because I was I was rapping on Detroit beats and everybody that know me I don't rap on those because it was it was almost like an uncomfortable or it just wasn't my bounce so yeah and um so when I did that it just put me in a whole different way of writing and listening to music so when I wrote the hook for Family Ties. I was just listening to it, and then I, I'm, I'm just kind of trying to write what the fucking beat is saying, and what you feeling? Yeah, it was it was more yeah what I'm feeling, and what I was seeing in the room at the time. I saw a fucking extra most bestest box, so I threw that in the line. <laughs> <laughs> and, Whatever was uh, in there, and it was like see, my that's, first song. See, that's family, that's so, that's some like real rap, yeah. real real MC type shit. You know what I'm saying? Where mm-hmm. I'm gonna use everything around me versus. Hey man, let's throw the beat. Let's throw a beat on, and I'm just uh, gonna say some shit, <laughs> and whatever I like, I'm gonna keep. And like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't knock that because that shit work out for a lot of people. When we did yeah. Coney Island, we was one, eating Coney yeah. in the but studio. But one thing about him, though, you cannot do that. Like he would, if he hear you, he'd be like, "Hold on, like we gonna come, 
back to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He is not going to let you yeah. try to like, Studio time calls. Yeah, <laughs> but he, he, he don't mind about the studio time. Like, he be like, don't worry about th- that. Like, we, we about to push however long it take. We going to put out some quality. We going to put out it however long it take. So, like... Me, while I was in there, I was worried about the time and the money. And he like, don't worry about the time and the damn money. Worry about the motherfucking... Worry about the crap. Yeah, oh, the, yeah. Co- the content, the, the lyrics, project. the work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I had to learn that way, working with him, as opposed to my way. My way was time, money, hurry up, do it, do it. His way was like, nah, we're about, we not about to rush I mean, it's shit. a little bit different like when you time. got that partnership there, too, as well. It's, and it's different. And he not going to let you say no. He going to be like, hold on. No, we're not going to say that. You go, let's think, rethink it. You know what I'm saying? But while you think it, you go in there since you're ready. You know what I'm saying? So it was yep. like experience, you know. Oh. So that, did that take any pressure off you in your process? No, nah, because he is a um, he is one of the ones that wants you to write on a, on a drop. You, he don't want you to go home and live with the bead. He like, I'm trying to train you for the industry because a lot of the times when people want features, they want it now. You can't go home and go write it and come back. They want it now. So it was like I was used to taking the beats, living with it, rehearse it, do do, and then he kind of like put it in me to like just trust what you're doing, like trust it. You know what I'm saying? You you doing it? Trust it. Write it on the spot. You got the concept. You know what you're gonna talk about. Talk about it. You know what I'm saying? And trust what you're doing. Trust the pressure. So that was pre- that was pressure. Mm. That was is. more pressure on me <laughs> than because it's out your comfort going, zone. Yeah, because yeah. I I was so used to writing the same way. For 10, 10 years, you know what I'm saying? And then you run into somebody who's like, okay, we about to do it my way. And I have to learn his way and unlearn my way. So it's like when you already used to moving a certain, like, dang, now I got to learn this. It's hard for somebody to unlearn something and learn something Absolutely. New. You know Absolutely. what I mean? And that was that was pressure, but I'm glad he did it because now I can go in the booth and write in 30 minutes, 15 minutes real quick while everybody taking hours. I'm done. Like, okay, what and we be doing? Satisfied. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I thank I thank him for that. That was pressure, well, but it was good pressure. Pressure make diamonds. Is, is, is <laughs> not so much my way, but it's just studying, like I said, y'all, we fellow nerds. And so just having a good palette of national and local hip hop that I support. You know, I try to listen to everybody and I try to take something from everybody. Yeah. And so when I was working with all of them and even people I worked with in the past, I was just pushing to feel it and not so much thinking. Right. Yeah. So okay. when you win there, whatever your natural vibe is, whatever your natural um, you know, flow is, you know, your natural thoughts that come, trust it because we building it as we go. Yeah, and I find like with a lot of artists here, it's like the first verse they write, that's it. And it's like, and I like it that. may it may yeah. it may be it. Don't get me wrong, because sometimes you do catch those light in the bottle moments, but more than not, it's like take your time. Like I know with Chaz, we did a lot of like breaking stuff down. So I had him going like four bars, eight bars at a time when he was recording. I'm like just 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 build it, just flow it. And even if we don't finish the song, when we come back to it, you're going to catch that same vibe again because it's a process. And I learned that just watching um, some of the behind the scenes with Wiz. And I was amazed by it, especially like leading into uh, In Between Cushion, Orange Juice, and the Rolling Papers album. Like he literally was like doing weeks and weeks of studio time and laying tracks, but each track had no more than maybe about four or six bars. Okay. And he would go back, you know, maybe a week or two later. And finish them up, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But he just laid just enough to get a, a good feel, good idea, get good foundation, yeah. and feel it. So 
He playing that, off himself right. two so, weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was really pushing all of them to do in their own way is just, just feel more and think less because that's when it's going to be the most purest. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And just add those Shit, we're getting. Uh, real life moments. Feel more, here. think less. That's kind. You know that was kind of hard to do, <laughs> like in the beginning. We but might find a, a, a name of the episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Feel I like that. Because <laughs> when you thinking, you know what I'm saying. Sometimes you may overwrite. You may pack too many bars in there. Right. You know what I'm saying. And people, uh, I know mumble rap gets a bad rep, but it's genius and simplicity. Mm-hmm. So if you can find mm-hmm. a dope way to say something that has a lot of meaning but use less words is just as impactful if I rhymed it with 10 words. But you you make a good point. Sometimes you just kind of get in the studio, you you vibe into the beat, you get that melody, you get that bounce first. That's kind of like the groundwork and we can we can build off of that. And cuz I've seen it both ways. I had a good partner of mine that used to be a writer on Bad Boy and um you know, he would submit a complete song, like he was writing R and B music. He he submitted a complete song. We'd be in the studio. He get a call back two hours later, like, "Nah, this ain't good enough. Write me something else. Ooh. Like, write a whole nother song mm. to the beat that I just gave you." And I mean, I've seen him go back and forth like five, six times, wow. writing five or six completely different songs mm. until he got the green light. Like this, this the one. Yeah. Wow, that's pressure. I want to come back to something what you just said because I think. Saying it's simple, but packing a lot of emotion, a lot of information in there. Like, I think Tupac was the best at that. Almost definitely. Mm. Because, like, people will tell you that, yo, he's not a lyricist because I don't have a bunch of songs where I use multi-double syllables in different cadences. Mm-hmm. But, like, fam, when you find my, my poetry book and that's on set, like, how, how can you tell me I'm not a lyricist and I have so much impact literally just with my words and the emotion that I put and I pack into a, a, any particular verse but, or a song. I agree. I think lyricism as a concept and as a, a, a craft and as a tool that artists have in a tool bag is is perception yeah. to the person and how they view lyricism, just like being a producer. Yeah. So beat making and producing two different things. It's some mm. great beat makers. Yep. It's some great producers. It's some producers who know how to make beats using software. It's some producers who know how to Use live instrumentation. Then there's some producers who are just arrangers. They just know where to put people, yeah. you know, and where to put and position things. And I'm more of an arranger. That's 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 my gift. So I can hear something, whether it's, you know, made on a, a Fruity Loops or somebody come in and pay a bass line, and I know exactly where it should go. You know what I'm saying? But I think that's the, a puffy... I think that's why Puffy is a yeah. good producer. He don't, I don't think he and that bitch making a beat ever. Oh, no. Um, but... He knows who to get. He know who to get to do it. And I've had moments when I've had inspiration, like uh, on her project, the plug record. uh, Shout out to Cold Cash Black. Like I literally told him every element to put in machine that I wanted. He built that mug on the spot. Like I literally told him. So it was like I may not physically be punching the keys, but I know we co-produced this record. (laughs) But it's just I started to say, like to your point with lyricism, I don't think lyricism is just you know. A lot of syllables, a lot of metaphors, a lot of similes, a lot of alliteration. I think lyricism is also, like you said, how it impacts the listener and your ability to say it with a certain feeling mm-hmm. where it comes across. So I think it's both, but I think that debate will go yeah. on forever because it's like, kind of like with the Lupe fiasco, Kendrick thing. I feel like Lupe in his era is a dope 
as a lyricist, but he didn't necessarily always connect on passion yeah. with his music. Where Kendrick was able to do that. So it was like that debate between who's better between Kendrick and Lupe, I understand it. I did and too. And they both lyrical, but it's just the way that Kendrick connected with what he was saying that I would went over better. I think I used to would have said before, I don't know, the last year, year and a half, I would have said I'll pick Lupe as the better really? lyricist, right? Uh, <laughs> prior <laughs> to really, yeah, no, and that's like, not no really? knock. To, that's not no knock to Lupe, but, but like, um, I mean, tell you, let me tell you why why it changed, right? So I do listen to this podcast called um Dissect, and dude just um he dissects albums, each song, um for an entire season. Each song is one episode, and he breaks down lyrics and the meanings and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And when he did like to pimp a butterfly, and when he did like damn. And I realized, like, on damn, he who got a, he got a fucking Pulitzer Prize for that shit, and um, like, damn near every single word that he rapped linked back to another what was a reference to something or linked back something had a different meaning. Uh, that and it, it's not just somebody on there saying, yo, I think this is what this means. It go pull like an interview from somebody and say, yo, and this is Kendrick actually explaining it, or he'll make Kendrick will make a reference. Uh, obscure reference to a Tupac song and you'd be like no he, he, that's not what he meant but then like you go find out that the person who mixed that song is actually it was some it's some weird shit like yeah. literally damn near every Kendrick, single Kendrick like every single fucking word was linked to something it's, it's hella so if you just look at it on a, on a, on a service like oh yeah this is a cool song but like nah and then he wrote the whole shit to be played forward yeah, and he made it to be played backwards I was about to say you play it backwards yeah, yeah. and when you when you play a four, you t- it's like one of those, yo, pick a path. It's two different stories. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pick a path. You want to go to righteousness or the weak, the wickedness. So you want to go to righteous route, we're going to play this shit forward. And then at the very end of the song, I mean, end of the album, it do it got the same shit at the beginning. And you can re- you can play that shit backwards and take the wickedness. The wickedness. I'm like, yo, yeah. this shit is like beyond yeah. just the nigga rapping. Like, mm. yo, this is a this is an expert level pin. So when you talk about lyricism, like Yo, this shit got to be. They got to put. Who, ain't nobody never got a fucking Pulitzer Prize for a, a rap album, dog. Like that's the highest literary Facts. thing that you can get. And like on some surface shit, you'd be like, Nah, it was a cool album. Like, oh, that shit was. Hard, no, it was right? a piece of work. That shit was it's hard. it's like deeper than that. I felt that he merged Good Kid into Pimple Butterfly. That's what I. That was my initial. He did criticism mm-hmm. of damn because you you had enough bounce. And still had a lot of the substance records on it because I know it's a pimp butterfly. He got a lot of flack for kind of going completely left after having such a commercial successful album like Good Kid. And it was a continuation. All three of them, that was a continuation story. And he broke down how they continue and how he was going. Like, I was like, yo, I know that I think I listen to music. Right. You know what I'm saying? Learn something new all the And time. I was like, yo, I don't listen like this. So now <laughs> <laughs> it kind of fucked me. I'm like, all right, I got to listen with another type of ear. So, yeah. yeah. She she clowned me all the time because I be listening to stuff and then I catch something and then it'd be like a branding moment. Yeah. Like, Only you would think about that. Like, nobody else cares. Nah. Right. <laughs> like that, we, care. Mean, they, they, we care. We yeah. care. It's like a handful of y'all that really, we you care. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where you got the ones that they, they, on the, they on the beat. They not really listening to the words. You know what yeah. I mean? It's only a handful of people who actually listen to lyrics yeah. and, 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 and judge like, okay, yeah, the beat cool, but you talk some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? But if... It's like y'all. I mean, you know, when you know I first get an album, I just want to. I want to ingest it. I want to hear it. 
You know, I just want to, I just, I want to hear how everything sounds. So after I get past that initial, okay, I got it. Yeah, now I need to go back and and listen. Yeah, and live with it. Like, like for me, I thought one one of my favorite albums right now is Benny the Butcher shit, that Burden of Proof. When I, come on, B, come on, B, come on, give me the high take, give me the high take. I'm happy with what Benny is doing. Okay, like he was the redheaded stepchild. Prodigal son that returned home. I'm happy. But I feel like the Griselda hype is getting bigger than what they putting out as far as projects. I, I really want all of them to kind of slow down and really take their time. I, I can I can get I can get take with that time with the project. So I'm not I'm not saying burden proof is bad. I'm just saying because them niggas are rap over anything. Right. I'm just saying like the expectations I had coming off the drama tape. The expectations I had off the feature run he'd been on, I just feel like it was like a couple things that was missing. I love what Hit Boy doing because Hit Boy out there killing the game right yeah. now. Yeah, crafting masterpiece. I mean, you know he, sonically, he's given these artists maybe a better example is like an album that I had to just to hype first. I enjoy Burden of Proof. I love Burden and of I Proof. Have I love a, that shit. Like Griselda be getting a lot of fucking pub, but I don't. They drop a lot of music, and I don't listen to all that shit, right? And um, some be, of it is I, hit or I miss. I like Burden of Proof more than From King to a God. Okay, I give you that. I take that. I didn't like to listen that. to that. Uh, what's the shit? Plugs I met or some shit? Um, yeah, that's that was, that's I, I that's, that's, that's some early shit. Yeah, I listen to that. I like that project. You know what I'm saying? And I, I like dude because he can rap. You know what I'm saying? And it's some street shit, and he got a little bit of like. But when I when I, I enjoy it, what I try and layer is like. A, a, a good example might be like that Nas album, King's Disease. Okay. I wanted to hear it. You know what I'm saying? It's it's new Nas. I just need to hear it. Now, after I heard it and got, you know, I went through the initial tracks, now I can just ride with it for a week or two and just, just listen to it and get a whole different appreciation because it's, you know, Nas get a lot of flack for, for poor beat selection. I mean, it's just like a, a running thing. Like sometimes... For him to be the level of MC that he has, mm-hmm. you can you can always you can argue that he leaves something to be desired when it comes to the production. It's a false side. narrative. It is. It I is. I can tell you a bunch of y'all favorite rappers who don't got great production, but y'all really love them. I mean, who? I'm about to miss you. I'm about to miss you. Give us a couple. Give us a couple. I, I, I ain't dropped you. Yet. A lot of. Give us a couple. Come on, Jay. Give tell us, us how couple. you really feel. It's a lot of people. Uh, that's a lot of people on Griselda who who don't no, got no, no, great. So, some of they, some of they, I, that's why I said they that rap over anything as rappers. They rap you know over anything, but like, but like I, I admit, Jay beats early on was was, was ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he got Kanye and Jess blazing. Yeah, just keeping it, keeping it all the way. <laughs> so you don't yeah. think God he gave him a Timberland. hit? Listen, but it's like reasonable doubt. This, 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 oh boy. He said, "Oh boy." <laughs> reasonable doubt. The reason why I personally don't like when people bring that up because I feel like people was capping. At the time, reasonable doubt dropped. It was literally it was just not, New York. Yeah. Nobody else knew what the fuck reasonable doubt was. Then when in my lifetime came, everybody sun Jay for them bright ass colors, trying to the, be mace in the sunshine video. <laughs> it wasn't until that Annie sample dropped and Jay was coming out the bodega that the rest of the world was like, okay, this that nigga. Yeah, they took notice then. That was but the I, song I was introduced to. And then from there. Life. 
niggas went back. You can't. So it became like rabbit fan. It's not wrong. But, with but no, I agree with you because my mother's from Jersey, so I remember when Reasonable Doubt dropped. I had never, you know, I'm from the West. I had never heard that shit till we out in Jersey, you know, taking care of some of my grandmother's business who had just passed. And like I remember, Hot ninety seven playing that shit from beginning to end, played it all the way through, and I was like, you know what? I just had never. I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't hip to this Jay Z nigga. It was just. You know, but New York was embracing it so tough. But like I said, when I came back here, that's like that's like Detroit embracing but, Blade but nah, Icewood. But no, nah, like, but like when I came these... when I came back home with reasonable doubt, and I was like, "Nigga, this shit good." Niggas like, "I don't want to hear that." I don't think hear that shit. <laughs> hot take. I'm also true. <laughs> and hot take. And like, you can't tell me it's a classic album if it dropped. With the music that was coming around in that era with your peers, and it didn't do nothing. You can't come back and release the album three or four times, then say it's a classic. Well, why in 1996 we didn't think it was a classic? We was watching, we was listening to Machiavelli. Right. We was listening to, like, we was yeah. listening to Nas. We was listening mm-hmm. to all these things. And, like, you can't we tell me. Also, we was also tone deaf. Like, and that's another argument I have. Like, the way that the marketing and the labels worked and radio worked in the 90s, it literally was big, pop. Boom. Like, you would get a sprinkle of Southern music. You would get a sprinkle of, like, Farside and other people. But they controlled. After about 90, 94? They yeah. controlled the airways. And once the untimely demise came with Big and Pop, it opened up the floodgates. Like, you heard everybody. Yeah. You know, No Limit came through. Cash Money came through. Yeah, the South started yeah. dominating. Like, Jay came through. It was more Nas, it was more Mob Deep, it was more Woo. Like, everything just, like, went super strong. But when Big and Pac was, like, doing their thing, you couldn't get in. Like, you, you just couldn't, you didn't hear nobody but them. And Pac had terrible beats before Death Row. He had terrible beats, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Hell yeah. Like I said, I agree did, with you. It's a lot of legends. There's a lot of people oh, whose production was, was 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 subpar. But but I think that's point. what you had talked about earlier, the difference between a beat maker and a producer. Right. Right. Producer, we're gonna sit we're gonna craft a sound. Right. I'm not just gonna give you a bunch of shit just because it sound hot and this right. is what's no, we're gonna sit together, we're gonna me make against a the cohesive world project. I like the production of me against the world though. I, I didn't the like first, the first two first two was suspect. Um but like strictly for my niggas and like that shit was like Early, mm-hmm. it sound ninety one. It sound like well, it was made in ninety one. <laughs> I mean, some of that shit just didn't age well, just because it wasn't supposed to. Like it, it sound like supposed to stay where it was at. Like, like when you listen to it, you just picture like a Carl Canal outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Carl Canal, some yeah. some some major damage or something. Like, so <laughs> so I, your theory is, is 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 correct. It's a lot of rappers that we love that are our favorites who had rough production at yeah. some point. But like the reason that we the not some of the not, greatest no, quote unquote right. rappers of all time that we think is rappers of all time is because we was getting our information for what hip hop is was from the source, um, all vibe. the magazines, vibe, all that shit was in New York City. And it was a bunch of people from New York writing about other artists from New York. Right. So if all those, if the, if the source was in Detroit, I mean the source was Bible, like for a, yeah, a long time. Yeah, wanted to see what the if mic the source was, was in Detroit. Straight to the back, like Royce is the greatest did? rapper of all time. You know what I'm saying? Or insert whatever Detroit rapper is. When you got local, like if you look at For Show magazine, fam, that's the now that's the that's the that's source. The new source. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. so, we looked at 
some local NYC cats and their local papers and local magazines, but that was the only place where hip hop was at. So whatever the whatever the and like for nigga that time, from your five, five mics meant something. Oh, a nigga yeah. from your neighborhood Definitely. dropped the album and you said that shit was the best ever, and you the only take. Oh fuck it, then these niggas is the best. Now, granted, some of them turned out to be the best, yeah. but like. It was just a it was just a different era. Yeah. It was just a different era. Um, like you said, you get the source. I want to see who whose album got fun. like because that shit that shit used to up until about two thousand two thousand one that shit meant something until yeah. Eminem and they yeah and we a saw lot of that people it, used to get the source and look at them see if they got how many mics they got before sure. they even heard the project. Like, let me see first before I go spend my money. Yeah, because that's when the record saw, record stores was hype open. Meant something. <laughs> Yeah. Mike's meant something. Mm-hmm. Those reviews meant something because, like, it wasn't no YouTube. I can't go see. No. Yo, if if the no if that nigga said your album was Boo-boo. just okay, <laughs> come on, man. I'm not. I'm not buying that shit I on can't Tuesday. Even, I can't even tell right. you how. <laughs> Every Tuesday. I release. can't even tell you how many niggas in unsigned hype. Like, I just wanted to hear. Just because the source said, like, this the next nigga up. Like, right. I just want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Like, they got to be good. Before the source said so. Uh, rappers, I believed in. Saigon. I believed in that nigga without. Hey, I believed in nope. Saigon, too. Sight unseen, though. Like, still only because what the source said. I, I used had to, to see him it. on them uh, the come up DVDs yeah, all the time. Yeah, man. He used to be all over allhiphop.com. Yeah. We was looking for the, the, the greatest... Story never told or whatever the name. Nick, of that I, album I thought was. that album was going. There's a couple people who had problems. You think DSPs and the ability to have playlists kill the modern hip hop blog? Because initially, the modern hip hop blog killed the print magazine mm-hmm. that we talking about. But I feel like now YouTube killed it. YouTube and playlist curation is taken away. Yeah, YouTube killed the. Uh, um, the the I mean I guess the everybody got a hip hop blog now or like there's no there is not a TV show I guess maybe Revolt that play music videos like there there aren't your music videos come from World Star Revolt be on some weird shit sometimes it, it's wild yeah. that Puffy own Revolt and we don't why it's not like a a music channel like it should, it be, should be like but it's, it's MTV too remember it's, it's not. But it's not Jams. needed the same way because that's that used to be how you got new music. One hundred six in Park would debut some new yes, shit because that's, that's how you got new that's music. That's what you. That's what you did. You know Rap what I'm saying? City, you went home and you wanted to watch videos for the rest of the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. they don't want to watch videos no more. Unless it's no, like, you, I love, but, I love no video was on Instagram now. Well, right, <clears throat> Instagram or YouTube, you or you fucking... don't have to go home to turn on the television to watch your favorite video. You did, you know, you can just be wherever you at, put your phone on YouTube. But then, but then also, mm-hmm. like your favorite rappers weren't as accessible then as, as they, they are, are now. now. Right. Like Ice Cube would drop an album. He tore off of that shit, and it'd be another two, three years before you're gonna get another Cube album. Right, right. right. now, like you said, you got an Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like right. I can my. My daughter, yeah, my daughter, <laughs> she she real in the she keep me in the know of certain shit because like she got a different ear, like she mm-hmm. fifteen, so like the shit that she listened to don't really come across my wavelength right. until later. So I mean, she be like, "Look, this gonna be big. I need you to listen to this," and she'll put me up put me up on their Instagram page, and I'm like, eh, "Shit, not really doing nothing for me." But like, I look up two three weeks later, then that shit on. I might hear it on JLB. I might see a visual come across. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the the way that we digest music and the way that it's presented is so much different than you don't need. The blogs were like our introdu- 
what what the source did is then what all hip hop and all the blogs did. They just introduced music a different way. I tell you, you don't need don't. the blogs now. I mean, you don't, but you do. Well, let me rephrase that. You just like, need a you just need a platform, right? So everybody got a platform because everybody got an Instagram account, right? But how the fuck am I going to find your Instagram account? It's too many niggas with an Instagram account with too many different songs. So you do got a, a hip hop lab where niggas pay to get their videos on there. You do got a for show magazine. Or you just got to you got to you got to put your like, shit in the right certain, spots. There's certain spots that people have just agreed or you do on some weird shit to go viral. Facts yep. like people have just agreed. Yo, this is the spot where everybody going to follow this one and we're going to have we're going to listen. So I follow a bunch of the directors, video directors too. Oh, I'm gonna see every fucking video now because yeah. y'all, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's only four or five people. Well, shooting the, you know yeah. what I'm saying? The video and shit. TikTok you, announcement? Yeah. No, what's that? So TikTok is, I think the wave, the next wave, how we talking about is that the social media is gonna be the new DSPs. Mm-hmm. So TikTok made an announcement about giving artists an option to premiere their music. Mm-hmm. Before it goes on the, the day, they just partner with uh, like United like Masters. How they do a power? Yeah. How you, if you got stars account, you get to get early access. Yeah. They And uh, Trump artists. just canceled them, huh? And Trump just canceled them. Who that? TikTok. They was supposed to be done for like twice. Making them, making them sell it to somebody in America. Oh yeah, TikTok is lit. I mean, it's it's interesting, man, because like at the end of the day. um I'll be honest, uh, I don't want to listen to all this fucking music. And artists is, I, I seen Joe Buttons. Hey, Joe, because I know you're listening. He's still our content. Um, oh. But, like, <laughs> I, what I was saying, and he ended up saying again, it was like, yo, rappers and artists, y'all have to actually start competing with podcasters. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. if I drop a, so we do Chop Talk, you know, we drop out on an hour and a half, hour 45 minutes a week. I got another podcast. We drop a three-hour episode a week. Somebody in their car driving to work, fam. They gonna listen to three. I got only got thirty minutes on my my drive to work, and I know I'm listening to the Joe Button podcast, or whatever, or insert whatever podcast here. Like, how much time is available for me to listen to something else? Sure. Is it gonna be the insert random person that I uh, um, who sent me a link, or is it gonna be? horrible decisions or insert whatever the podcast you know what i'm saying you need so like i think right now everybody does drop a lot of music and a lot of content y'all were saying that but like fam, if i'm not interested in you if i don't have any sort of connection like i'm probably don't want to listen to that shit wait on yeah true not, <laughs> and, not, and, I, and no, I don't mean I, that it's gonna be bad because no, it's probably I, I, good i may have to i may have to get hip to it once the wave you know find me like I, I didn't run into it it's a lot of fucking music yeah and like some albums uh, if you so let me ask y'all because y'all kind of if you drop an album and then two weeks later everybody's on to the next thing was your project really good? No, I think it has something to do with marketing, like the way, like the time you put it out. It's certain times, like peak times and stuff like that. Like you got to get hip to. Like um, somebody told me, like at a certain time of the day, if you post on you'll get more of a reaction than if you post at this time. So I think Fact. it has a lot mm. to do with the days, the times, yeah. yeah, the analytics. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's like marketing. like Because I know like just by for um, Instagram, for example, like I might post something and that mug might get 70, 80 hits real quick. Like do, 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 do. And the next one I get might get like 30 or 20. You'd be like, damn, you I just... A, um, 
a business Instagram account or a personal Instagram account? Mine is business. All right. So like when you on the, you can go behind the scenes, right? And look at your insight data. Yep. And it'll literally tell you which days your your listener or whoever follows you when they watch it when they active like the oh most. shit on Thursday yeah. mornings I'm I'm posting it every does. Thursday I, I, morning I did actually look and I was like wow like it let you know like on Mondays they're not really on this day they're not on the weekends you know, between you, this time and this time you can catch them so make sure if you post make sure you post between them times where your followers are the most active then it give me a demographics like yeah. alright boom so. and then what I learned is like recently is the reels like they got the reels like that. That worked. Like, I was posting it just regularly, po regular posts, like p picture. But then I found the reels. And I'm like, let me put it on the reels. And when I put it on the reels, it was like booming. And my followers started going up like, I'm like, I'm going to use the reels. That's Instagram version of TikTok. I had to figure that out, but nobody schooled me. I was like, what's the reels? You know what I'm saying? And once I put it on there, because you know how you go, like, when you go on your Instagram page and it got the home page, you got where people, the random videos. Yeah. That's where your stuff would be sitting yeah. at. For, for everybody else, even the people mm -hmm. that's not following you, it'd be sitting there. So I was putting like um my promo videos, like to picture me balling and, and stuff like that and Coney Island and stuff. And it was like, oh, oh, oh. So it was like, that was that was kind of hipping people to it too. Like, I didn't know that was there. Let me go see if she got some more. And then what, if you got the link in the bio, then that's going to make them hit it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm like, dang, that's a new marketing tool. I'm going to use Thanks. that. Because mm. Reels is popping right now mm -hmm. and they want Reels to take off. And you know the algorithms know what's in your video and shit. Oh, I see, I see gold, I see cars, I see a cup. Yeah. Oh, put that shit on the main screen. Yeah. Because if you a rapper and that's the shit that you be clicking on, mm -hmm. I'm putting this shit in front of yep. everybody who like. Since you and then and they have some things like since you like this person, yeah, for sure. I know, or since you following this person, you should you might want to follow that person. I see that a lot too on my page. I go to the shop talk page, it's ass and titties everywhere. <laughs> that's because that's what I be liking on the shop talk page, <laughs> and that's what they will show you. And yo, like I like, got a bunch you of like this, you gonna like this. I got a bunch like of different accounts on my on my <laughs> man, photography man. account. They only show me cameras. Wow. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. only put cameras in front of me. Okay. But if you online and you like a lot of uh, videos, hip hop videos and rap videos, that's what they're going to show you. Mm -hmm. So if you put your shit on reels and we know that we promoting reels right now, mm -hmm. I'm putting you in front of everybody who like that type of content. So right. I just it is really good in the marketing side. Man, My answer on your uh, two week question, I think for, for me, it's a project that has a theme that ties into pop culture. So I think those are the, like the albums that live a little longer or the projects live, live a little longer. And I was sitting here trying to think of like the last few projects that I felt that way for. And I would say uh, Victory Lab, obviously, because yep. of Nip, you know, in the situation with that. And it's just a quality project. But it's just quality. I think that it just took on a different life once he, you know what I'm saying? So I like, brought that up a few weeks ago. Like, mm -hmm. did we love Victory Lap because it was good or did we love it because we, we lost Nip like while he was on the cusp with Victory Lap and it just good. It just made it live longer? Because we, we think, rocked I with Victory Lap a whole year before he died. The yeah. core fan some base. Some people did and some people jumped it. on the wave. But I think when he died, it, it was a reason yeah, to go and listen. It was a reason to go to listen. And then niggas was like, Oh shit! This he is really, really fucking dope. Good. But yeah. but now he yeah. gone. Because yeah. I, I I equate <laughs> the same thing with like Kobe. Like did did niggas really love Kobe or did like did oh, we no, love niggas Kobe? Love, niggas love. No no Kobe. but but nah, did we love Kobe. did we love Kobe more <laughs> because Kobe. because yeah, of, because of, because of the way that he passed? How nah, old nah, are the people you talking about? 
Because if they our age, we love fucking Kobe. Yeah. Now, if you are, if you somebody right. younger, they you, love LeBron. Nah, you may not have a love Kobe. No, nah, the younger ones love LeBron. It's just like they love Mike. Like, and then it's the older ones that's like, no, Mike the goat. No, Kobe the goat. No, LeBron. So it gets depends like you said the age. Brian, your shoes will never be greater never, than, never. than Jay. Oh, no, nah, Jay repeating every time. He, he keep dropping the same shoes over and over Straight and over and over and over and over and over They so be purple and lime green. Now, granted, it's change the, color, the colorway a little now, bit. Granted, I did hear they about to uh, release those LeBron, uh, the eights, the uh, Miami boys. Uh-huh. They about to re-release them bitches around Christmas. I buy them. I'm like, because right, them I'll bitches cold as yeah, fuck. But like, oh, shit, LeBron getting a re-release? Like that's gonna it's, be a. It's okay if you got small feet. Yeah. <laughs> you got you, them boats. You got, it's all, it's if you over. got them boats, bras look ugly as shit on your feet. They be all curled up at the toe. <laughs> Straight up, dog. Uh, Niggas be in the club with them bitches tied tight as hell, nigga. Like them boys be Titanic. Yeah. Like nigga, where your coach at with them bitches so tight? It's stupid. Uh, B, let me ask, man. Um, so it appears I could be wrong, but it appears you had a um, you had an idea or a vision, um, bringing all all these folks together. Um, what was that, and like, where do you see that going? Uh, honestly, it was just, um, I guess, me closing the chapter because I've said publicly that I want to kind of fall back from like just being on the front street with music. I'd rather just be in the studio and make music or be on the video set and shoot a dope video or help come up with the marketing because my patience is different. My temperament is different now. Um, so working with everybody was just like knowing that these were people that I wanted to see prosper and just wanted to put them in a position to prosper. And um, what better way to end it? And then it's genuine connections. Like before this wave of talent that I'm working with, I was just doing stuff to make a dollar. I was just doing stuff to help pat my stats on my resume, and it wasn't authentic relationships. And I struggled with that deeply. Because um, in the beginning, when I first started Varsity Music Group with my partners, and we had um, our artists then, it was all homegrown. And it was more authentic. It was more about us sharing each other's dreams. And you know, I kind of lost that on the road to where I am now. So. That's really what it is for me, man. I The last two, three years changed me as a man personally, so I really just want to spend time with my kids and actually be a dad and raise them and go to recitals and, you know, be at the honor roll ceremony. I want to be able to spend more time with my mom, you know what I'm saying, and, and learn about me because I feel like I've always struggled as a man in war with my identity because <clears throat> I was – you know, raised a certain way, and now the world is changing. I feel like Whip Van Winkle. I don't feel <laughs> like I exist in this space, so I'm always yeah. trying to figure it out every day. So it's really about self-care and self-therapy at this point. I just feel like I've I've given Detroit everything I can give it as an educational professional, as a music entrepreneur, as a former street dude. I just feel like I've given Detroit everything. So I just want to take the next half of my life and dedicate it to my family dedicated to God, dedicated to myself. So that's really where I'm at. So, I, so I'm using this run and this wave to you know teach them everything I know about the business, put them in a position where they're earning money and they sleep, and to some degree they are because we get publishing the mailbox checks and stuff like that. And the fact that we get them is a blessing, but we definitely want to see them grow. Yeah. So it's just 
that's what it is. Like, this is really my family. Like, even though me and Chaz ain't blood, like, he come by the house. He know all my daughters. He helped me move my TV in the day. Like, <laughs> really family, you know what I'm saying? We go out to eat and break bread. Same thing with J-Bo, same thing with Boogie. Like, it's, it's really family, you know what I'm saying? So when we do link to do stuff like this or make records, it come natural because it's already... It's already the a vibe, vibe there, the connection there. It's already a chemistry mm-hmm. there. So even if after this it don't, whatever, he still gonna come by the crib. Like he still gonna come by and get a plate and vice versa. So it's just like it's just regular. But they all know where I'm at with it, man. And they always laugh and joke with me. Like you always say, it's the last joint. But it's like it is not the last joint, but it is the last joint because I don't necessarily want to do it for commerce. I just want to be able to do it because I feel like doing it's it. It's organic. Like I, like I made money Genuine. doing it. You know what I'm saying? I've had success doing it. And I'm a businessman. I would never turn out an opportunity that makes sense to be able to support my family. But the sacrifice of, of not seeing my daughters in those 10 years, you know, missing them, coming in the house midnight, 2 a.m. in the morning, and everybody already sleep. You know what I'm saying? My grandfather almost died three or four times and missing that. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm out trying to chase success. My mom being homeless at one point, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I sacrificed a lot, bro. I mean, even my my marriage, when my marriage took a hit, you know what I'm saying? Because I was always out and not at home and being emotionally available. Like, that's one thing I've learned a lot in the last two, three years. As men, we don't understand emotional availability when it comes to loving women. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's something I'm still struggling with, you know what I'm saying? It's trying to figure that out because it's a balance. Like, you think when you provide, okay, that's love. Yeah. You think when Cuz for you, for you that is. Right, I'm just point. saying, but you think when we go date night, that's love. You think when we do what that's love, but it's like sometimes <laughs> I just want to talk to you or sometimes yeah. I just want you to lay there and hold me. Sometimes I don't want you to do nothing. I just want I just want your presence there. Yeah. Dog, I feel that shit. That's a hard thing to process. No, no. So 10, we all like as Damn, feel. I'm We've so, all went through that. Me. Like, you know, so that's what I'm going through right yeah. now. I just no, I, I thought spend buying, more time figuring that I out. I thought buying my wife a new house, giving her a new truck, house full of new furniture. Mm-hmm. I had you happy. No. Like you, you know, it don't matter if I'm gone for a couple hours. You got everything you want. Because like, cause that right. caused that, different. That, that caused that so not fair. That caused energy. Sweat equity and everything in order to get the money to do that. And I fa- love you. Right. I love you. And you, the fact that I would you got do three thousand square feet. I love you. And the fact and that I would do you, that right. for we you, you right? You give us that or not? Like though. we think that you understand that I don't want to do this, but I'm doing it anyway just so I can provide. So that means, look how look how much I love you. I put, I go through all these white devils forty hours a week Duh. just to provide. I, That's love, but I it bought a always four, be that way. I bought a four bedroom house because I wanted my babies at at the time I just had three kids. I wanted my babies to have their own rooms. They maybe at the oldest, my oldest was maybe like six or seven at that time. I want all my kids to have their own rooms. They ain't gotta ain't sleep no together. Sharing. Yeah ain't, I bought four bedroom house. The kids all want to be in the same damn room together. Like I got doing your room. <laughs> Got two spare bedrooms that they don't even fuck with and use because they were just happy and content, you know. And and then when I lost the house, you know, nigga, I'm I'm down in the dumps. I can't believe I lost this. What I thought was our dream house. She was like, "Baby, I'd have been happy in a in a damn you know, tin can." Shit, I was happy in the you. house that we had. <laughs> like this, this is what you wanted. So I went along with your vision, but I was right. happy in the house. That we had, it was comfortable. Yeah. So I it's mean, it's not that complex. A lot of women is like, 
guys think that you know what I'm saying women are are materialistic like we like I'll be like you don't have to do that with me I I would rather spend time with you talk to you now you know the, what I'm saying are be you a, the I mean, of the rule that no is, it's 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 I mean for real like I mean I, you don't have to do that with me all the time you know what I'm saying it's the stuff the stuff that you sitting there shining <laughs> that's okay though I work too though he gets He's he gets spoiled shining, we spoil each other it's not it's like, not one you know, you don't see you don't look at Pete out right now and be like, yeah, let me take her to White Castle. Forget him. Listen, what he, what, the thing is, you spoil me, I spoil you. You know what I'm saying? So it's just hard. I to love you. That. You I love you, me. Feel me. It, it goes I mean, both ways, it's, it's bro. A, like, but, but you gotta, you gotta have. I understand real one. You that you have want a the best for me and everything, but right. a lot of the times, what you think is best for me, I be content with the little, little shit. Like yeah, you talk about you know not being emotionally You're available, but I would rather you be emotionally available to me. And that's why I feel as a husband. Cars and shit, because you just dropped the car off to me and gone all fucking day. I'm gonna be like, well, damn. Yeah, I wasn't emotionally you know what available. You, you giving but me I, this car because to make up for something else? What the fuck? No, nah, I just, doing? I just thought That's like where our man be at. I just thought like having <laughs> shit. You know, having things. What you got to complain about? You got nah. We have money in the bank. You got a big ass house. Self. You got the kids. You, you, <laughs> no, you're not alone. That's not the kids. Same. I'm gonna tell you the realest thing. <laughs> you know, we love them, but God rest, rest in heaven, my aunt, my late aunt Dorothy. But the realest thing she's ever said to me was like, "the the house itself is not the home. The home is the people that's in it." Yeah. And when those when when you talk about emotional availability, like I said, for us as men, when our presence is not felt within the home and is missed sorely. It shows. Yeah. And so for me, like I said, in my current relationship, it's a work in progress because she's catching me on the other side. She's not catching me when I was, you know, just pedal to the metal, you know, chasing success and chasing what we do as men and platforming and wanting to hit the pinnacle of what we believe we're supposed to do and plant our flag. She she wasn't there for that. So it's like she catching me on the other side of it. But it's that. 10 years and 12 years of going through that that I'm conscious of now so it's like everything I do now I got to figure out a way to make sure it's that, that 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 time and that balance and like I said it's just at a point now where it's like I, I feel like my spirit is shifting me towards that way because I'm a corona survivor I just beat that 2 3 weeks ago 2 years ago <laughs> I had a heart attack mm-hmm. year before that I got shot in my arm and you know I didn't cheat death a few times, so it's just like I just feel like, you know, when you got death on you and God knocking at your door, it's only so many times you can keep saying, like, all right, I'm a I'ma change, Lord. <laughs> I'ma do this. No, I'm no, that's that's, that's that's been me. Like, that's been me. I'ma change. Yeah. And then you get like this. Get back this, to normal, then it's this, like this last health scare I went through, like it was it was, you know, another day in the house. Another nap, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have woke up. Wow. So I mean, you know, I, I remember how close that I was. I've been there. And them conversations when, you know, I'm in the hospital two, three in the morning, like, and I don't know what's going on. Like you hear sent that them the sincere prayers. I was mm-hmm. I was at Sinai right around the corner from my hood, and Sinai get a real bad rap Rep. just because of what people think about Ain't it. Terrible. Amen. Amen. Sinai saved my life, but like when I was, thank God God for that. I was in the emergency. God the credit, not them. (laughs) (laughs) I was in the emergency room like two days before they put me in. Before they put me into a room, and like literally being downstairs in emergency, like you hear death 
all, all around, around you right. all night long. Mm-hmm. Like Sinai, the trauma hospital. When my homeboy got shot at my bachelor oh, yeah, party, took the nigga to Sinai, just pushed him out the car. So I mean. That's 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 where the shit go down. A lot of stuff at. do go down in Sinai. You see how nigga just so easily right. say that shit. And, and you push them out like they were. <laughs> it, it was a, it do be a lot of gunshot <laughs> victims coming nigga there. Nigga got shot at my bachelor party. So, so hold on, right. just like the bachelor party. Like how was the wedding? They did the, the David. Thing? R- they did Dog, the David Ruffin. The wedding. My wife. <laughs> he pushed them out like David Ruffin so, in the so hospital. My bachelor party went on from like ten a.m. ten p.m. to like six a.m. in the morning. That's when the shooting like kind of went down. So I mean, car wash. Yeah, at the car wash. Jesus. The, car, the car wash had a lounge to it. So, I mean, okay, y'all was turned. Yeah, like we was having a we was having a good time. The ladies was coming every couple hours. <laughs> like I it just was come to dance. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I just came to dance for y'all. That's it. And then a, then an incident happened. A good friend of mine got shot at my bachelor party. And like when you off of Finkel, we got butt naked women, weed. Liquor yeah, in here, like we can't call the police and be like, everybody going to jail. It's somebody, it's somebody shot. Like we need to everybody get this nigga to the hospital. Yeah. You know, yeah. we'll push him out, and then we'll come back about an hour <laughs> when they're in there and see what's going on. Wow, hey, but that's how whoever it is, car it was. Did he get, get detailed after? Oh yeah, yeah. The car was <laughs> fucked. The car was fucked, and because you can't answer no questions in this in a situation like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's it too many. The, it was on the house, huh? The detail was on the house. <laughs> nah, it was it was a. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was at, it was at the, it was, that nigga don't care. About he said, "Yeah, oh, well, I, had to, I had to stop. I had to stop. Hey, I'm, I'm too much info. Too much the info. They still charge for the details. Yeah, I, I, oh, I, I appreciate, I appreciate you, brother. Dang, like we 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 connecting right yeah, now. Man. Like, I know exactly what you're describing, brother. Life, life, life just been crazy, and like certain shit that happened to you, like you know, I can't, I can't describe the feeling. But, like, when I was in the hospital this last time, and, like I said, I'm sitting there for days, you know, I know something in me turned different. You know, right. I, don't, I don't know how to describe it, but I know something in me changed, like, being being in the hospital, going through that shit, and being that close to death again. Because, like, last year, I had some health shit, and I, you know, I bounced back out of that shit. I felt like I was rocky, like, oh, nigga, I'm, you know, can't, I ain't going to die. And then some shit happened worse. It's like, oh, nigga, yes, you can die. And <laughs> this is what it's going to feel like. Then I had mm. to be like, you know what? This it's there real. are Yeah, there there are some things. When I, when being younger, growing up in the church, you see old people, you know, testifying about what they've been through, what they made it through. And you don't understand right. at that age because you ain't been through shit. Mm-hmm. Right. But like once you go through it and you come out of it, mm-hmm. like, can't nobody tell me that God ain't real. And like sometimes... Man. Some of us, he just got his hand on, just to, like this is what it could be. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna take you Ghost six inches Christmas before it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Wow. Um. Absolutely. Wow. Um. So listen, man. Um. I like y'all. You know what I'm saying. Which means I'm gonna listen to y'all music. You know what I'm saying. And I think that's what a lot of people be missing. Uh, a lot of people will, will spam you to death and put a lot of music out there. But if if I don't care about you as a person, or like right. why do why do I want to hear what you got to say? Sure. You know what I'm saying. So um, I'm gonna listen to I'm, I'm I'm familiar with some of y'all music. But I'm gonna go get familiar with the rest of it because I mean I like y'all. So by Thanks. default, I'm listening to the music and whatever y'all release, I'm gonna listen to it just because I want to hear what such and such got to say. And I do I think, a lot of eating in my. I'm 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 chop suey, chop suey, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, but I think that's why 
some music sticks around and some different, some don't. Like regardless of what niggas think about Kanye, somebody want to hear what Kanye got to say next. Hell yeah. Yep. We was talking before the mic song, like we want to hear what Kendrick has to say next. We want to hear what J. Cole got to say next. One more. Insert the hottest song on the radio right now. I don't know that I want to hear what they have to say next because that song is bigger than them. But when you know who the people are, who the artists are, and you have a you have a sit down and have a conversation. We touched on some music. We touched on some real life shit. Oh, you this this are, these are people. So now I'm invested in the person and not just this song. Right. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying. So all right. I'm fuck with the music. Yeah, respect that. Offering. Thank you. Gratitude. Um, I do want y'all to um, we start here just to give out y'all social medias and everything where people can find y'all and um, anything y'all want to promote. Um, you can find me on Instagram three two six nine chise c h i s e. Um, I got a, a YouTube channel, Mason Made, um, Coney Island mixtape is available for free download. www.gang.net Chop Suey is available on all digital media platforms. Shout out the merch. Uh, last one's out. Um, you know, yeah, endless videos. Thirty two sixty nine Mason Made. Thank y'all for having me. Appreciate Shout out to everybody appreciate you listening, coming man. Appreciate y'all. Jbo uh, underscore you can find me on IG at underscore Jbo Lean J B O L E A N. Um, I got heavy hearts out right now on all streaming platforms. Go check that out. I got some more uh, music on the way, and uh, just stay t- stay tuned. Um, you can follow me on IG uh, p dot music p d o t m u s i c. Also dot gang d o t. G six A's E N G. Um, link is in my bio there. Um, I have five total projects released, three for free download, classic raw and uncut, um, um, problem child and mixtape, and also Coney Island, a collaborative um album with Chai's three two six nine Chai's chili and cheese on everything. On everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all can also um go ahead and go to YouTube and subscribe to ASI ASIR Consulting. That's um Grind Life uh B Scarbs page. Everything dot gang, everything no name gang, Mason May, you can catch it all on one one channel there. Um you can follow me on Facebook, personal page Pamela P dot Willis, music page P dot and um, just keep it tuned. Keep it locked. And make sure y'all tap in to Chaz. He'll be dropping uh, Club Shirley's real soon. Yes, I'm yes. very excited right. about that. You know what I'm saying? That's my guy right there. I support him. Come and on make back sure, to once you once you ready to drop it. And Come make, sure, and make sure y'all check out all our videos y'all want as well. Me back through when y'all hear that oh, one. I'm telling you. Speaking, y'all listening session is Sunday. <clears throat> uh, his is coming up um, on the 13th. Okay. We'll be at Mix Factory. I'll make sure I'll Shoot us the invite. We'll be there. Information. Um, now, Mix Factory, that's family. That's DDT, IV, mm-hmm. all of them up over there. Yep. Yo, I just thought I might be in New York on that day, and I might need you to cover a spot in the studio on that Sunday. We'll figure it out. We'll yeah. figure it out. Thank you, Shop Talk. Sincerely again, man, from the bottom of my heart, I, I appreciate both y'all brothers. Love y'all, man. Um, appreciate it, Thank man. you to everybody that's listening. Um, hopefully my testimony touched somebody today. I didn't mean to get super personal. Um, but that is where I am in my life. Uh, thank my squad, Mason May, Doc Gang, BHB, No Name, ASAR, Varsity Music Group. Um, shout out my peoples out there. Shout out Silent Riot, Maestro, Isolation, Asar, 
uh, Rod Wallace Grove Studios. That's my guy, Rod 36 Wallace. 36 Vision. Beasy, TNB Films. Oh, man, Rod family. I love Rod. That's like uh, my brother. I yeah. love Rod. You my got partner. A on that last project. <laughs> yeah, Nate yeah. Mitchell. All the mastering. Mr. Get Graphic. Shout out to Nate Mitchell. Shout out to Mason Spark. Shout out to Jay Rosa, Rosa Productions. Um, anybody that's been a part of this journey with Doc, no name, Charles, I thank you all for your hard work, your time, your energy, um, being patient with me. Um, just, just much love to everybody, man. Shouts out to Mia West Parish. So, you got a whose man's is this for the week? <sighs> yeah, yeah, I do. Um, and shout out to y'all intros too. Y'all got some yeah, he got a yeah. I'm like, damn. Let me work on my right. shit. Right, like I need to get my AKA. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be ready next time you come through. You gotta be ready next time you come through. Whose man's is this? Goes to a Louisiana rapper. Uh, who face look like is decayed and died a long time ago. Um, I like his raps, but Lil Wayne, go have <laughs> a fucking seat somewhere, <laughs> dog. Versus who y'all got? Jeezy, Ti. Ti. I said Ti as well. Easy. I, I love Jeezy, but like Ti got a, a really deep catalog, yep. and we ain't even like Ti got mixtape shit. He got shit that's hit the charts. He got album cuts that bang. Now I love Jeezy because that's just like. The Detroit shit, he like I, I love Jeezy. G- come here, throw on two hours, and and I rock with it. But I don't think Jeezy got was like Jeezy earlier mixtape shit. We talking about like rappers that was like ass when they first came out. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, I don't want to hear that shit. Snow I don't want to hear that shit. Charisma, that shit. I legitimately it was, was, it was more charisma than than Except substance. It was, it was a moment in time, but I'm hey. looking forward to that. Yeah, for and sure. I'm gonna like. be. I'm gonna watch that. Um, <laughs> like I watched Jaden Fab. Was in the kitchen. Uh, Lil Wayne. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what the fuck is going on with Lil Wayne. Um, and I'm not like <laughs> in the like he told my we gave him a list. Like, well, Lil Wayne, what did you give Donald Trump that he looked over? He my he hit everything on our list. Like, nigga, what did you give him? Cause like mm-hmm. last time you was talking, you said when we start listening to crackheads. I don't fucking know, man. That picture just got floating around. I really wish somebody like I re- like he don't look right. You know what I'm saying? Not even on some jokey shit. You know what I'm saying? Like he he literally doesn't look right. I know he had a whole bunch of health shit and seizures and shit like that. I mean, get that nigga some help, man. Like get away from Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. Don't be taking photos. And, and we're not talking like weed. We talking shit. drugs. This drugs. <laughs> like why would you? Don't, get, hey, whose man's is this? Get the get, stop. <laughs> when they t- uh, when they say say no to drugs and weed becoming a gateway, <laughs> watch Wayne. Watch Wayne. What didn't happen in the last ten years? Y'all ever seen them pictures where it be like faces of meth? It'll take you your regular face and then Ooh. all the meth. Up. Do that with Lil Wayne since from the, the 98. That nigga face have morphed. Yeah, that don't mean I don't drugs, like Wayne. Man. Drugs, you know my nigga. Drugs. That don't mean I don't hard like drugs. Wayne. But like, drugs. come mm-hmm. get, is this your king? Go get, get y'all goat, man. I put like this, bad, a lot of drugs and bad contracts. Yeah. That, Somebody was like, t- he talking about he was making, <laughs> uh, push, uh, was like, yo, you talking about, um, uh, Biden's tax plan when baby been doing that shit to you for 30 years. Ooh, and they been kissing Ooh. The Ooh. Ah. Ooh. Kissing yeah. Mm. It's, it's tough. It's a drought. <laughs> it's tough. Uh, shout out to, um, and by shout out, I mean, stop fucking texting my phone with all these p- political fucking right. ads and, hey, Jason, this here. is such and such. With Stop fucking oh, doing I that shit. I get them too. It's all day. Everybody get them all day long. I get them too. Stop fucking threatening me 
saying, yo, who you vote for is private, but if you voted, it's not. We see you haven't voted yet. Hey, suck my dick. I'll do what the fuck I want to do when I want to do it. Don't be hey, I'll be texting back, like, like, texting. Be texting back like I'm pimping right now. I'll get back with Shut you. Up. Like, i just be texting back. I'll be texting. They, they text you back? Huh? They ever text you back? Nope. Them whole ass That's niggas. how I know it's an answer machine or something. It's, it's a like real person. Them whole, ass, them whole ass niggas sent me a picture of, of Big Gretch with the buff song and her name in diamonds. And I was like, Oh, so y'all gonna send me this nigga so shit because y'all think, think I'm black? I'm black. Right. Then they responded back like, "Oh, we're gonna remove you from this immediately." I like I knew it was somebody behind. This I'm gonna ask for twenty dollars next time. Like I, I knew it was somebody behind. Let me hold twenty right quick, Jay. I start, <laughs> I start texting like, "Yo, don't, don't call my fucking phone." This Stop ain't Jay. My fucking phone. Mm. That's that's that that's how they set me up one time. Like, is this Dave? I was like, "Well, who I get my number out to this week?" Because it might be. Oh no, nah, no, nah, I want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. Dig it. Yeah. Crazy. Like my school collectors, they they hate calling my phone. Mm. School should just be free. And I'm telling just, you, they should just take that shit as an L. They be like, "Well, you think you can come free. up with such and such?" I be like, "Look, I just started pimping three weeks ago. Now I got my auntie out here, and she like I be doing the best she can. I be saying, her, she like, are you serious? I'm like, well, what you think?" No. Terrible. Let me get I've back to this business. I'll call you back. I ever start getting text messages and stuff behind elections. Uh, you got a music pick? I want man as as tradition. Oh, as tradition. When, I'm ahead. sorry. Uh, the song on there, Cody. I th- I loved your flow on there. Cody, hi. Yeah. Oh, the, thank you. The flow and that cadence. I love that shit. Thank you, darling. You know. I love it. The skits. It. I 100 love it. Skits are Definitely lost. Skits are lost art on albums. Skits are Especially lost. with that album, and then Definitely like since I skits. went to the school, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, I, and I'm y'all, cool. the skits is classic. Like you got all the classic lines from the movies. Especially, yeah. I don't like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like that. From one of my, good, my my favorite movies. All of skits came from my favorite movies. Because Belly is a great movie. Come on, dog. Like we're not going. We're not going to do this. We're not gonna do this. <laughs> All right. Belly is a two-hour rap. Belly. belly is a two-hour rap video. Yeah. It, it, I love it. can't eat no books. I, I slightly agree with you, but I would say the only other criticism I got was bad lighting. Sometimes you can't even make out the characters. It's 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 a Hype Williams. It's just an extended Hype Williams video. You've been saying this. Yeah. Nah, I never <laughs> went to Africa. Like there, there's a lot of loose ends and belly. You know he ain't go to I thought it was gonna be a well when they did make a belly two, but it wasn't that. And it was terrible, it. man. It was that terrible. belly two shit. First of all, first of all, how you gonna disrespect my knowledge by not even making the nigga who telling the story the person who actually in yeah, the movie? Let it open back up like we know that's not game, right? Like this nigga voice ashy as hell on the movie, dog. <laughs> oh shit! Like, one, one if day. I ever meet the game, I'm definitely gonna ask him about that one. Like, man, whoever did that voiceover, cause one day on this week in culture, you can invite me, Cheyenne. We can come on and we can t- talk about our disdain for them. You gonna say the it's same hot take? You no, been no, for no. I years. no, no. It's not just a hot take. Like as we watch, as we progress through the movie, it's a lot of holes in belly. I just don't think it's a good movie. Neither it's was not a co- purpose. It's not a cohesive story. Neither and they the got old girl from Coming shit. to America as the star female. I don't. I don't think come. I don't think. Uh, and she like forty six in the movie. The color purple is not a great movie either. I mean, there's a lot of holes in the color purple. We love it because of the quotables and and the we time that it, it. the time My thing that it is came is out. Nobody wore purple in the fucking movie. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> huh? That's what music I didn't understand. Hey, like, where my, the fuck purple come in at? My dog? music pick of the week. As customary when we have musical guests, they already gave out their socials, their platforms where you can find their music, get out and support these artists, get behind them. Uh, it's good quality music coming out the camp. So, you know, we need to support it. All right, man. Time for the Benny, man. All right, man. Uh, here you go. So, uh, shit, man. My birthday on Sunday. I just want to. I just want to reiterate again. Hold man. on. Let me let me pause the music because I didn't drop my birthday list three different times, and I gave all my I gave all my people an opportunity to pick the gift that you're gonna give me or you're gonna get shot. So come November first, <laughs> y'all got from the first till we go out next Saturday on the seventh to present my gifts <laughs> and and pay homage. I already told you if you don't pick a gift, just pick a limb. I'm not trying to kill nobody I love. I'm not trying to maim you. I'm just trying to <laughs> give you a souvenir because you didn't give me what I requested. You know, the, both the cars are still available, that Denali and the Grand National. They still on there. My Rolex, had, nobody has claimed oh that yet. <laughs> a shout out to my nigga, Ant. He promised me my Versace robe, so I'm going to hold him to it so we don't get shot. That's so, no, you know, I did get two gifts off of the list, so I know you all are capable. I know you all are capable. I wonder why you army fatigued. <laughs> We'll find out next week. We'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll see, see how that shit rolls. We'll see who gets shot. We'll see who gets shot. <laughs> we'll see who gets shot. <laughs> so it's your man Dame going wild. Uh, I fucked up and got locked out of my old Twitter, so I had to make a new Twitter. But it's still Dame going wild. Just no I in the wild at the end. So follow me there on Twitter. When you see the blue and the black, you know where the fuck you at. Shop Talk Podcast, book some motherfucking time. We got bills to pay. Yo, uh, shout out to our guests, man. I appreciate y'all for stopping in. Uh, we'll have links to y'all music and everything um, and social medias in the bio. Um, shout out to shout out to God, man. God is good. He's still blessing me. All the time. You feel me? Um, things could have been a lot worse, but they are always up and up. Uh, I started another website, shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Spent a lot of time on that shit, and it looked good. So go on there and, and, and book some fucking time. There's, it says book some time. Don't text me. Don't text Jay. Take that shit straight to the site. Because you text me about studio time, I'm not responding. I'm trying to push y'all to the website. You know what I'm saying? Say or I'm going to tell y'all some things about your mama that you don't want to hear. All right, man. We're on the business time. We're not talking about your mama. You feel me? Uh, we're not fucking up the business. But... I'm trying to push y'all to the website because if you text me, I may not get the text and somebody gonna schedule that shit online and you're not gonna have that spot. So go to the website. Um, but more importantly, when you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio. I'm not saying we're the Rockefeller Podcast, but we are Jay Dame. Hell yeah. Peace. <laughs>